You're the podcast people. It's the one and only legend of winning, aka Low. On my love, I have my co-host Agent Zero. Say what up? Hey, hey, everybody. <laughs> Yo, behind the producer desk, we got producer John. Hey, I'm, I'm a fish in the court. Alexa, shut the fuck up. That's not Alexa. Google. Yeah, I fuck Google. I fuck Google. I'm about to say, be, be, be careful. We are on YouTube now. All right, my fault. Um, all right, fish John. Nah, it's over with, bro. It's over. All right, this is over with. And today we got a special guest with us, Big. Oh my goodness! How you doing, sir? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? It's good to see you, man. It's good to see you. Hey! Popped out from behind the curtains, man. Who would have thought? Oh man, man! Y'all guys are funny, man. Man, how you doing? How you doing, man? We need like a we need like a gimmick like Ellen. You know how Ellen danced for a while. Oh my dancing is crazy. We need some we need to match that energy. John is vibing in yeah, the back. John is vibing way too long to this sesame street ass music. Alright, man. Hey Vic, it's fantastic to have you on the podcast set, man. I appreciate it. Turn that off. Okay, I don't know how long you wanted to go. Well, I could write something on the board? You can write whatever you like. Yeah, whatever man. you want, man. While, while while he's doing that though, yo, make sure y'all click the membership below, dog. We have any extra exclusive content on here, bro. Yeah, it is brand new. We just dropped that. Bangers, brand new, and some of the classic stuff too, bro. We can keep all that, bro. We're gonna keep all of it, man. Make sure y'all click that, man. Uh, based on that description, I have no idea what we post. I said extra exclusive content. Okay, cool. Nice. Just be a little bit more concise and clear in your messaging. Oh, it's business one on one. Everybody knows. North Carolina. We love North Carolina. I'm they go. Is he from mm, North Carolina? Yeah. The Veal. Oh, is that that roof he was sitting on in that one album cover? What got him in North Carolina. That got him in North Carolina, man. He experts. Yes, sir. <laughs> got it. Got yes. North Carolina, man. The heat experts. Wow, I didn't know that about North Carolina, yeah. actually. Yeah, you yeah, know we know yeah, a lot about hot summers. Y'all are not heat. You're not a heat expert. I'm just letting you know. You never been to Toronto. I don't have to. <laughs> I've been to North Carolina. What does that mean? I'm just saying. Like, when you when you, when'd you go? Years ago. What yeah, time? like what season? What season? Uh, like spring. It probably was yeah. a yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Okay, okay. Like, so I didn't fully yeah, experience yeah, it. Nah, we yeah. go four seasons. So when it's spring, it's spring. But when it's summer, like it's yeah. really summer. So what? What part of North Carolina are you from? From Fayetteville. Okay. Why, why does each state have a Fayetteville? Am I bugging? Doesn't no, like there's only there one is, real Fayetteville in the oh, world. It's oh, oh, not me. Oh, not Georgia. for me. Oh, <laughs> <Georgia>. <laughs> he's from Fayetteville, Georgia. Oh, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry, but <laughs> Fayetteville, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Like I know, I know Fayetteville, Georgia specifically. Like the people that live in Fayetteville, Georgia. Like mm-hmm. I could bet probably nine out of ten of them got like a J Cole poster in in their room somewhere. I think he did at no, some point. I know. So like yo, they okay. dream of like yo, I'm actually from Fayetteville. Uh huh. But not technically. But I, think I could co- be wrong, but is there the not Canolias. also Fayetteville in uh, Arkansas. Louisiana? Arkansas, Louisiana. Louisiana? Yeah. Fayetteville okay. is just is a used to be a city in in London. Like they just all, a lot of those cities oh, okay. are just carried over from. Oh, so so this is the yeah. best Fayettevilles you're saying? It's the original. Okay, got it. What about I don't the know if it is the original? I think he's just mm-hmm. talking the right Canolias now. Canolias that came here first. I think they then they then they didn't they settle in Georgia. The what? The Canolias. Them niggas is repeated names, huh? Wait, what? Who settled in Georgia? Who? The the Canolias. Talking about the niggas that took over. Yeah, they came over here and settled. Colonists? 
Yeah, is that the word you're trying to say? For cannoli? It's the same thing. Yo, no, this is no way you're that awful calling. Is that historically right, or is it just like? I mean, no, he's not. Why you asking him? He's a Fayetteville expert. I don't know. Fayetteville, North Carolina. Not, not. I can't speak for every Fayetteville. I do know what the real one is. That battle of Fayetteville. The battle of Fayetteville. Please it just stop. said facts though, so it's an it's an agreement. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and, and die on the hill of Fayetteville, Georgia. Even though wow. I'm from there. But I had an argument. I had, I had an argument with somebody that was also from Fayetteville, Georgia. I was like, man, what y'all got from like Fayetteville, Georgia? It was like, man, we filmed Black Panther. I was like, Oh, and Spider Man. Oh, that did. Spider Man. Yeah, like, box office. But like, that's it though. It broke like, numbers though. No, no, it didn't number it. But I'm saying no, like, oh, there's several NBA and, and football like NFL players from yeah. there as well. But we got Michael Jordan. From oh, Lumberton. you guys are dumb for it. He's, oh, wait, he's from no. he's from Fayetteville. He's from Lumberton, which is twenty minutes outside nah, of. So not Fayetteville, not Fayetteville. How about J Cole? We got J Cole. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, J Cole. No, okay, I named okay. the obvious. Okay. Okay, and who else? Who else? Murray. Who? Who? Oh, not only that. Quicksand. No, that ass. Yeah, like, who we don't know who that is. Murray. Oh, the army guy. guy. Dennis Smith Jr. Okay. Okay. Got Vic Blaine. Yeah, he barely know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Barely, wait, Dennis, I mean, I mean, when last time y'all seen Dennis Smith Jr. though? He's like Black Panther. He's on the Hornets. He's on the Hornets. He's on the Hornets. He's on the Hornets. He was on Portland last year. He was on Portland. He's, he's, on, he's, he's got signed to the Hornets. Yeah, no PT, right? Oh, wow. That's fantastic, man. What you mean he got no PT? Yeah, we need no PT. He oh, played. He played till he got injured. He's a basketball expert. He know everything about. Yeah, don't basketball. even start in a basketball argument. Literally, literally, literally in fair, we have Megatron. So don't know the That's a, Do you that really? You yeah. see that ball right there? Oh That's shit! Calvin, yeah, Cal- Calvin That's an Antonio Livingston. That's okay. a uh, signed ball. He's just I don't know who Antonio Livingston is. He wasn't good. He just, just he just got it. He's signed. just no. That's he's just signed Antonio. How much is the ball? He's just chatting. He's just chatting. He's just three sixteen. Please three dollars and sixteen cents. Yeah, on eBay. He's just chatting. He doesn't know what he's talking about. The hat's worth more. Oh, that you, ball? You probably yeah. paid more. That was signed by Jason Terry right after he got dunked on. Jason Terry? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a crazy signature. The grab. case probably cost him more than the ball. <laughs> no, that's like, it probably He's probably put more bread into getting it framed and hung up. <laughs> I think the picture of me. Who signed this signed? shit for real? Hold on. Watch out, man. Who signed this shit for real? We actually don't know. Don, that Don Tolliver? <laughs> what's it? What's it? Don Tolliver? Don ass basketball. Yeah, Don Tolliver. <laughs> on draft night, <laughs> he shot a cut on Dennis. Uh, like, uh, like, that's a prop from the like Bernie Mac Georgia show. got hoopers. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I hope the best with um, Dennis. That's a prop from the Bernie so, Mac So, show. Vic, um, explain to them who you are, what you do, so they get a, a better understanding outside of you just being from the Ville. Uh, yeah, my name is Victor Fontanez, also known as Vic Blends. I'm 23 years old. I'm a motivational speaker, barber, entrepreneur. I am from Fayetteville, North Carolina, but mm. moved out to Atlanta about three years ago, and that's oh, wow. where I. Really started taking content full time. Okay, I had no clue you lived out here. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, been out here for for the last three. Interesting. How do you like Atlanta? Is it different? Nah, it's mad different. You know, Fable is such a small place. Like we don't have like buildings that are like tall, or we don't got like a downtown. Mm-hmm. So you don't really see any of the shit that you would see on social media growing up, like in person. You would never see like the cars or you know like artists and shit roll through the city. So when you come to Atlanta, it's almost like a culture shock. Being in such a big city mm-hmm. where you just learn that you got to be in proximity to opportunity. So, like, I had to get out of Fayetteville to be able to, like, be somewhere where I can make shit happen. Interesting. Mm. That's a good mindset to have. <laughs> Definitely a good mindset. Yeah, can't can't happen in Fayetteville. You got to come The down. bigger the buildings, the better the opportunities. <laughs> you got to come yeah. here down Fayetteville, Georgia. Hey, you got, yeah, Fayetteville, Georgia. That's a really good pocket. Sound like, like that's the real Fayetteville. You that shit might be worse. Y'all got Rick Ross house. That's, like, the, the most landmark shit in Fayetteville, Georgia. <laughs> 
<laughs> it actually is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, Rick Ross is. house. It's huge too. I turned nah. cheat and Google it. I didn't care what Rick Ross house. Yeah, facts. They got a hell of film studios there. They film a lot of shit there. The film studios are like new, new. Rick Ross has been there like for the last course. couple of years. They've been yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no hate to favorable Georgie. I'm, I sound like a favorable Georgie hater, but no, it's fine. I, I grew up there. I mean. That's literally a landmark. <laughs> like we drove by, like oh man, it used to be Holyfield House. That's what it's it used to be. beef. You're like oh man, that's straight. Man, we uh, squashed the Fayetteville beef today, man. That's beautiful. Yeah, Fayetteville beef, man. Um, so since you um, you say you you create content. What type of on content in particular? Because I'm yeah. I'm assuming I'm assuming it has something to do with. He got that set of the, of the George Lopez show on last episode. <laughs> Yo, random people signing a basketball. He this said, is crazy. This <laughs> what? <laughs> He so, said that was George Lopez you remember, signing. You know Nickelodeon? Yeah, the George Lopez shit. On the last episode, he signed it and gave it to him. They played that on Nickelodeon here? It was on Nickelodeon. Like, <laughs> what was good at? I don't, what, kind, what TV show they have it on? What Nick channel? Oh, it wasn't on Nickelodeon for us. It was, it was a late night joint. It was, like, it was, it was a late night joint. It's yeah. Late night. That's what all oh, the okay, 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 okay. It was a late okay. night joint. Late night sitcom type shit. They be jumping on the trampoline. So, that's how you know you. You you say you create content. What type of content in particular? I'm assuming it's something to do with it. You know, the content I'm most known for is giving haircuts on the streets to strangers. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. That's why. Okay, that's that is. We would have conversations about things that, you know, whatever that person's going through, whatever they want to speak about. Say less, say less, say less. So, what got you into like. I guess going that route with um cutting here, you just saw like a, like a void that was missing. You just nah, you know, like I felt like a more of a void in myself. You know, like being uh-huh. like a ce- celebrity boy. I put like quotes on this shit, like whack title, but being like a, a very well known like barber and already like cutting from mass celebrities and artists and shit throughout Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So like, that's it's a cool thing to say that you do, but there's really no longevity in it. And it's not really impact anybody. Like I'm not really making no change doing so. Mm-hmm. So then. All of a sudden, when COVID comes and we can no longer cut, like you find you find out how replaceable you are, mm-hmm. and it's like, damn, if I'm not gonna pull up the cut because I'm like, you know, some shit going on, like they're just gonna call the next person. Mm-hmm. So like, it's a cool title to have, but it's not something that you could say like, yo, like I, I did this shit, like it's mine, like I created this, and it's like, yo, this is me, it's my legacy. Yeah, and it's always gonna be somebody younger, better, faster than you at cutting or doing whatever the job is that you that we all do. Mm-hmm. So when the when COVID came and I had to sit at the crib, I'm like, damn. You know, like, I got to figure out what else I'm, I'm going to do if I can never cut again. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to really question yourself on shit like that. So I'm sitting at the crib, like, not knowing if, like, yo, we ever get bad at cutting or, like, yo, if we do, like, what if it, something happens to my hands? You know, like, God forbid I ever lose my hands, I can't cut again. Mm-hmm. But my whole identity has been, like, being some rapper's barber. Like, that's all I'm known for. Like, yo, I would be fucking, that would be the highlight. I would be peak of my life. Yeah. So in the pandemic, when I couldn't cut anybody... I would just start making motivational videos, just speaking about whatever I was going through, whatever I was feeling. Mm. And it was just at a time where I feel like everybody really needed some type of motivation. Everybody was going through shit and we all kind of sat at the crib and got a reality check. Mm. So I got a little bit of traction through those videos and I kind of felt guilty because I feel like I'm such a good barber that I should be like using this somehow. I should be still cutting in a way. And I just felt like, you know, like I got a tattoo on my arm. I got an angel with a pole on my arm. Cause I really feel like it was God's gift to me, like to be a good barber. It was like just as a gift, as a skill, and I felt guilty not using that. Cause I'm like, y'all really feel like I'm here to speak, mm. which is like the difference from, from passion and purpose. Like I'm passionate about barbering, but purposely, like w- what I'm here to do is to like motivate, and inspire others. So when we got out of the pandemic, and I'm like, yo, like we go out to cut again and go out to do shit. I was like, man, I'm gonna go out and cut a stranger because it'll give me my own stage to like have a conversation mm. about some shit that really matters. Mm. So that way I use my gift But it's more of a vehicle So I started doing those videos As soon as we got out of the pandemic And 
I mean, shoot, man, people love him, man. And, you know, I feel like people could just see, like, it just shows equality between anybody. And we that's probably what we need most now, right? It's like bringing yeah. people together. But, yeah, like having a conversation with them on the street just shows, like, yo, these folk that you walk past every day that you would never speak to go through the same shit that you go through. For sure. Yeah, so you was doing that. So you did that in Atlanta, or you did it before? Started you Started in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Damn. I mean, what What happened during the pandemic where people just because people still need their haircut? <clears throat> people still need their haircut, but you just you know willing scared. to? Were you out of the city? Like scared or? first. Like n- everybody can't. You know, nobody can lie. Like yo, when when that shit first started, nobody knew how serious it really was, yeah. and we was hearing yeah. about you know folk really did pass away from that shit. So it's like I'm not gonna risk that because mm-hmm. it's so new that like we don't know what's going on. It's not that like I'm scared of like oh like trying to act like I'm scared of I'm like man this shit is new like I'm not about to fucking go test yeah. life for yeah. a haircut like I, I just yeah. bought a whole I bought a whole bunch right. of canned food yeah I'm not about to test like my life to go cut somebody for a, a couple hundred bucks like I'm straight on that bro like mm-hmm. it, we got time to figure this shit out so you heard what he said you know you yeah. kind of just chill he said, he said a couple hundred bucks I'm very surprised he didn't comment on that yeah a couple hundred we are gonna speak on that. Yeah, they just keep going. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, yo, pulling up on somebody in the middle of the pandemic, like, what am I supposed to go for? Yeah, no, I mean, you charge your price, the people pay it, then that's what you value that. No, but you're right, though, because, um, regardless, it ain't worth it, is what I'm saying. It's not like no money, no amount of money, like, worth fucking with your health, like, playing with your health. Especially, you couldn't pay me to, like, gamble my health. Especially going to like 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 public, public shops. Yeah, no. I, I, Musk, I, I, need, I got a million dollars. I need to cut right now. I got a, I got a COVID event. I got to go to a COVID <laughs> event. Yeah, I got I got to go there and, and tell him. How I mean, we'll find a way. <laughs> Since we'll I have it right now, we'll find a way. But if he's like, "Yo, cut me on like the air, like the 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 jet. Sh- what is this shit that goes in the air? The spaceship? Spaceship? Yeah. Yo, cut me on. I'm like, I'm probably like, nah. Nah, I can't risk going. I can't. I can't shit. risk going. You, you like don't have to answer it, but like, I'm curious. What's what's the most someone's ever paid you for like a cut? For a cut, I mean, I've got a good amount of money doing a cut, like a couple thousand. But it's like that's from working on set for like a oh, big okay. project. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like, like doing it's not realistic to like you're not gonna make thousands from like just doing one singular haircut for a pr- like mm-hmm. unless either the label's paying for it, in it for it. Right, whatever production company's oh, paying for it. The labels is crazy. This our new artist, man. Here's three thousand, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Just get them right. Just give you know a, a how the fade. labels, like, it's, fuck, it's fucked up because it come out the artist budget. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They're not realizing that. So like, oh my, label to pay for it, not knowing they're gonna recoup that through their shit. So yeah, they hide you know, them up. Oh yeah, but there's yeah. barbers out there. It's like, yo, I'm gonna. That's like know, an I'm insurance company. That. Yeah, like, you know when 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 you if you get in a car crash and they find out that you, like you're gonna get your insurance involved. Then they start charging a lot more. Actually, oh, yeah, that's a bad yeah, example because you have to get your insurance involved. No, 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 no. Like, even on. home insurance. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, anytime you bring up insurance, they're like, yeah, we're charging three times more. So <laughs> how, how did you build your clientele to that point, though? Because I, I know a, really a few barbers, and they kind of always struggle with the idea of, like, obviously trying to balance out working at a shop versus at home. Or also just trying to like build a consistent clientele. So you're not even from the city. So like, how were you, how did you able to do that, especially in the middle of a pandemic? I mean, man, I was just willing to like work harder than anybody okay. as far as when it comes to like my job and what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. Like I made sure if I had a chance to come and execute some shit that I executed. Mm-hmm. And so much is not like it's hard to get an opportunity, but keeping those opportunities is like the most important part. For sure. Because you'll be surprised, like a rapper, even a big rapper, the biggest rappers, like anybody. Like, they need a service done. Mm. So it's not so much they really care about who's actually doing it. 
Just as long as you're really available to come through and do it when you say you're going to come and do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I made sure that I prioritized my availability. So, like, I stopped charging. You know, I stopped cutting in the shop as much. And I just knew, like, that's the direction I wanted to head into. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly started, like, to build. You know, like, and I had a long-term vision for those relationships I was building. I wasn't trying to just be the celebrity barber to get, like, money from the cuts. Like, I was doing it because I started seeing in myself that I could do other shit. So now I'm like trying to mend and grow these relationships in hopes that like, yo, when my shit really takes off the way I envision it, that like I'll have these fruitful relationships around me. But you kind of fuck yourself up because you start as just the barber. Mm-hmm. So then now you got to change everybody's perspective about you and what you do. Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody don't see that. So a lot of the guys that I used to cut as their barber, now that I'm no longer really a barber anymore and I've gone to like doing my own thing, you start to see that those are just transactional relationships. Not all of them, but some of them end once that transaction is done. And like you no longer really know that person or see that person mm, as much. Sure. It'll probably be love when you see him, but like I started to understand, like, yo, start to establish whatever it is that I want out of this relationship as soon as I have it. And like set the expectation of like what we are first. So there's no hard feelings about, oh man, when I can no longer do this or do that for you, like I need you to know that like you had to expect this was coming. Yeah. You know, but you start a relationship one way. It's like, oh, some people get too invested in that. And if you're not there for the same reason, or they're not there for the same reason, and you have a crazy fallout. Mm-hmm. So I've learned, like, yo, just to relax. But You don't feel guilty about that, though? Nah. Why, why should I? Like, it's, yeah. it's, my, it's my life, man. Like, like, like building... I'm, I understand what you're saying, because, yeah, it, oh, it prevents you from getting burnt. Stop it? Yeah. yeah. No, no, well, just, like, like building bad, relationships like, oh. in that, man. You know, you don't just cold turkey nobody. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, for, for, like, sure. really good clients. Yeah. You know, I just kind of explain to them, like, hey, man... I'm not at a place where I really got the time to do so, yeah. but I do got somebody that I'll refer to you that does have the okay. time to make sure that you can come and get a cut. It's my right hand. He's well trusted. Like I got you in good hands, but like I can no longer do it. I might uh-huh. tear up. You give me all these cuts. Bad bitches coming in. You look good. For sure, man. yeah. It's you a it's a heartbreaking it's a heartbreaking thing, bro. But like nobody's feeling bad when my shit ain't getting done. Facts. Right, like nobody else gonna feel bad because yo you ain't wake up and get your shit done today. You say uh, it's right. it's hard to maintain clients. I feel like a barber is one of the areas where like people have a lot of loyalty to the person that cuts their hair because they don't like trusting new people with it. Is it hard for you once you get a client to like maintain them over the course of years? Because uh, you're right. If you're working with very unavailable people, your availability is going to be their greatest asset. If you're telling them you're busy too much, they're just going to find someone else to do it. Same thing with hairstylists or like massage person, literally any other. Anything, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yo, a lot of people just get comfortable with any opportunity they get, whether it's like a new job or new relationship or new whatever you're doing. You get that because you wanted it really bad. And it's like the honeymoon phase is there where you're going really, really hard for that person and you're doing all the extra and a lot of people really fall off after a couple months and it's just kind of you expect that this person is going to come to you for no reason. Mm-hmm. So when people have professional services they provide, once they feel they lock you down as a client, most people stop executing at that level. You know, and it's the same for anybody. Videographers, photographers, like anybody that pulls up and does a service, edit anybody. I've experienced it now with like plenty of other creative lanes. It's like you get somebody that go really hard for the first couple months get trying to prove something in this relationship and once it's like, all right, yo, I rock with you, you rock with me, like that person might get comfortable with where they're at and start they, the expectations like, yo, I'm supposed, yeah, you need me more than I need you type shit. Yeah. So like maintaining it for years, it's like, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be on it every that's time. You gotta be executing. You yeah, know? that's true. That's like a new customer every time. That's what keeps that. Yeah, you gotta treat them like as they, you know, it's their first time to you every time. That's true. Yeah. That's for anybody, you know, not just barbers. Yeah, that's yeah. 
So when you when you came down to the city, was there any type of like plan or execution that you had or the idea? Because it sounded like you're just doing a lot of like networking. Like you you talk to one person, bump into the next, and your name just kind of gets around. Was there anything special you did? Bro, I just felt like I said, like I made myself available. Yo, the first shit, I wasn't even in I wasn't even in Atlanta yet when I got like the first chance to cut my first rapper. Oh, yeah. But I was driving the U-Haul. To Atlanta from North Carolina, <laughs> and I had my Clippers in my car. I had like this little the Chevy Malibu. Um, I let my mom and my dad drive it. They had work, so they got off at like five, and they were gonna drive after they got off work. Mm-hmm. But I was like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive at like you know six a.m. I'll get there early, start unpacking, and then y'all can meet me at night like in Atlanta to move in. Mm-hmm. And I'll just like do all the hard work myself. I don't want my mom driving a U-Haul. Yeah, first. And then I left my clippers in there because I'm like, yo, when I get to Atlanta, I'm going to work at a barbershop. So I'll just keep my clippers in my car so I can just drive my car to the barbershop and already unload my shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, there's nothing that's going to pop off in like the next like nine hours. Like I just got to the city. Yeah. So yeah. as I'm driving, I get a DM from, uh, you know, recipes, uh, DJ Geo, uh, which was Mozzie's DJ. Mm. Geo DM me and was like, yo, Mozzie coming into town. He need a haircut. Wife and Lucci and him at the studio. Could you pull it to the studio? Wait, Lucci? Lu- Lucci uh-huh. and Mozzie. So I'm like, yo, f- yeah. That's a, that's his ad lib. He do that ad? Can you do it again? How's it go? It go. Uh huh. It don't sound like that. You know, I don't think it sounds like that. You know, it's a word. No, I know. No, I know exactly that, what you're talking in, about. In, in the studio, it probably sound better. Is that oh, what he? Oh, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. That's the yeah. audio equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They got an engineer. The label okay. take care of that. Okay, okay. Interesting. That's interesting. But sure, that's I appreciate interesting. that, dog. So you are. So you. It's, so it's look, not like so you people before. We get so late. They tell me they at the studio. So I'm like, fuck. I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah. So the barber, I was going to work at a barbershop. I never even been there. I'm not even in the city yet. I'm like three yeah. hours away still. I, I call ahead to the barbershop and I'm like, hey man, I know y'all don't really know me, but I'm supposed to be starting there on Monday. Um, and I don't got no clippers. Could I borrow one of y'all clippers in there? It's like I asked one of the barbers in there to do Lance. And he's like, yeah, for sure. But like, I got you. If you, if you, if you work in here, you family, like we got you. Yeah. So I was like, bet. I'm going to come over there and get the Clippers, but I don't got my car, so I'm whipping, like, this 20-foot U-Haul through Atlanta. Y'all know how bad it is to drive in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah, but I'm yeah. driving in the middle of the day with this U-Haul, and the, the speaker don't work, so I'm also driving with my Beats headphones on, which is, like, crazy. Don't, do, don't drive with headphones, but <laughs> I get pulled over for that as I'm, like, trying to go to these Clippers to go cut, like, Mozzie at the studio, and I get pulled over. Dude's like, yo, take the headphones off. I pull into the to the to the um to the barbershop. I break my dresser because I'm driving and it's like yo, I'm trying to drive fast. So my dresser falls and breaks in my in the back of the truck. Jeez. I get the clippers, and then everything's cool. And I'm like yo, I pray that like this barbersh or whatever studio they're at is like not far because I already fucked my dresser up. I got pulled over, and like I can't keep whipping this U-Haul. Yeah. I put the address in, bro. They was a street away. Oh, I got blessed. Geez. I got blessed, so I parked the U-Haul there at the barbershop, and I walk to the damn studio with like, all my close, shit. Damn. Yeah, it was like that. I got to walk over there. Yeah. So, yeah, you didn't want to pull into the studio. With you. I'm going to look crazy. That boy said he got a lot of niggas trying to move into the studio. With a whole barbershop. Yeah. You know <laughs> how I got, I got my whole life in here, bro. Like, everything I own. So, I pull into the studio, cut Mozzie. It was all cool. Um... 
But like that goes back to that question, like how yeah. do you like start getting those opportunities? Like, bro, I was willing to make that shit happen for sure. by any means necessary. So I, you was already cut in in North Carolina. Uh, you know, how really did he know really. the DM you? Like you was already cutting at this time. Yeah, like, like I had, I was, I, I would use the Atlanta hashtags weeks before, oh, okay. weeks See? before I came to Atlanta. Okay, because I wanted my haircuts and shit to start popping up on the Atlanta geotags. Mm. So by the time I got to Atlanta, okay. like at least some people knew me, so I could start getting income as soon as I got here. So oh. I would start promoting like I was in Atlanta. That's actually really smart. Like months yeah. ago, before I, I actually more people did that. Because when I try and find a hairstylist, that's the only way I know how to check. And you search just, up like yeah. Atlanta, whatever you need. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah, that's, is that not the only? Because I know like there's the uh, the cut app, but that's the only like the cut app. There's an app called the Cut, where you can like find barbers like in locally in your city. Where people use that? That's the only one that I know. That's the only app though that I know that's outside of that or IG. Well, actually, you when the last time you used the Cut app? That's how <laughs> I actually found the barber that I wear over, over here. Oh. oh, he gave you the cold shoulder. No, I I live I we live. Gonna it. I used to know I live I live, I live, I live like thirty forty at the app. I live like thirty forty minutes away. I just moved back on this side of town. That's that's why. That's why. No, that's why. We that's both crazy. We both, we both bad. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. These guys are hitting but, me when I cut so bad right now. <laughs> John's like, you know, John said to me, he's like, oh, we should get like a Patreon, like a little video or something. Face ass. <laughs> I texted him. I said, yo, can you bring your clippers like do a little video? Face ass. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so now all right, so you grinding, you you in Atlanta, you touching down and shit like that. Um, and you building, basically, you building the, the clientele. Well, the first clientele. of all, yeah, let me take, let me go back because, like you said, that was smart to like have everything prepped before you actually came down. I, yeah, more people should probably think that forward, be that forward thinking and shit like that. But you touch down in Atlanta, you um, you start, you start uh, cutting hair. What is the um, what's the what's the difference from working like in a shop versus? Like out and about outside of availability, because I know a lot of people who kind of go back and forth, and they actually don't even like driving around and shit like that. So, like, is there a benefit outside of availability to do that, or like, is there a reason why to do it or not? I mean, to you do just it? get an opportunity to charge more. Oh, okay. Well. I mean, that's really it. You just get an opportunity to charge more if you really want to like get a premium for what you're doing. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about this charging more, man. Look, man. <laughs> Look, man. This is this is getting out of hand, man. I'm gonna speak for everybody out there, man. There's an ongoing conversation happening in, in, in the men community right now. Barbers getting out of control, man. Y'all getting out of control, man. Y'all charging too much, man. When we I, was growing man. up, it was like 20 bucks. My haircuts are free, dog. I don't know why you're taking the, like, the, the, There's no way you're, the haircut you're just, attention out. You're just, you're just, you're just you're no, no. I mean, my haircuts are free, man. <laughs> man, why, 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 why is the price so high? People actually do genuinely want to know that. The man, I mean... I can only I can I can only speak for, for, for myself, sure, yeah. man. I, you know my haircuts are free ninety nine on the streets. Um, I mean, yo, life gets expensive, man. Mm, okay, is that like? Let me ask you, why do you think barbers charge more? I think barbers. Did what's we, in if, your I, head? What's in your head? I want to know as a cut. Like, what's in your head? Why do you, you know, think barbers charge? You know, like to be that? honest with you, I think barbers were actually underselling themselves for years. If I had to keep it a bean, yeah, I think I, I think what you do. No, like, I mean, I mean, so serious artists. You giving them a cut like that's like I, I I feel like it's like Gucci or Louis Vuitton. Like if you're pulling up to little baby, and he's paying this, and then you pull up to me. Why would I pay you twenty dollars? I'm not even talking price? about that. I'm talking about like even in a shop. I dead ass if you had said 10, 20 years ago that cuts were like 
30 40 dollars i think people still would have paid in all honesty i just think that people got too comfortable with the idea for like decades no nah, when i was when like, i was growing up it was like 20 dollars and then you do the tip to, to make 20 it was like it was like 12 for someone i was like getting cut in the veil like 12 for like a kid oh no no right? yeah that like well, 15 and then like 20 even nah, my well, when i turned 16, i was paying 15 for a minute no, when I turned sixteen, cut. my my barber started charging me like an adult. He was like, "No, nah, that's a that's adult size yeah, head right there, boy." Once you get that's, that's little, an adult that safety chair. Head. You do got an yeah, adult size head. Tall. I, got, I got a big charge. ass dome seat, man. I got a big ass head. So he was like, "Bro, that's that's twenty right there." And then once you get a tip, he charge you by your but, head size. But to be but to be honest, <laughs> like two haircuts, fast. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah. You got he a big ass head for two. You want to come charge you for two haircuts? I'm gonna have to go ahead and get that extra. You my boy. Shit, boy. But basketball, to, don't you? But to be honest, like I said before, I actually think that barbers. But I think I think barbers actually undersold themselves. So I think now they think to themselves that like they're trying to figure out how high they can go before like people. Yeah, you know, like around. bro, barbers need to get their worth too, just like everybody else need to get their worth. For sure. Like, people pay it, but that's what they're worth. Especially if you're good at it. If you got yeah, good if somebody at it. pays the price, you're worth it. Like, but you can't even tell somebody like that you feel like it's not good at it, it's not good at it. It's, you can it's tell hard. after they do it. Like, after you get a cut, someone, like, I had yeah, a cut. Yeah, sure, like, through time. that experience. But, like, if somebody else is willing to pay that, like, that's what yeah. they were. That's, but this is how art is priced. You look yeah. at it like a painting that you feel like is, like, terrible, and it's selling for millions. So, but, like, some barbers got, like, different qualities True. to them outside of for a cut sure. that makes you, like, a really likable person. And it's like, yo, not everything is based on just the skill to cut. For sure. Like if a rapper, if like Lil Baby wanted a, a barber that just had the pure skill to cut, you you can get that. Yeah. But like, what if that what if that dude is a weirdo? True. What if that dude come around every day and he fucking want to record everything? Or that dude like yep. dropping lows on the shit or like yeah. you know, you gotta be a trustworthy person. There's so many other qualities that somebody would rather pay for. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. even growing up. Mm-hmm. Even especially even growing up when you're like your man's would keep getting his haircut fucked up, you're like, man, you need to go to come to my barber. Like, why you keep going to that dude? And like, I just, where I've been going. I trusted my dad. It's like, yo, they might not be that good, but you've been going so long. It's like, trust. That person makes you feel a way. Like, you might, he might make you laugh. It might make you feel like more comfortable about yourself. Like, this shit that a barber does or like anybody that doesn't service that makes them the reason why people want to go to him. So, you may look at it like the fade fucked up, but that dude made of just like gave him the best conversation of his life. So, it was worth that hundred to him. You You never know. But you can't like beat the internet arguing that shit. It's just like a ridiculously long like argument. But no, to, I, the, to the internet, I get it, bro. Like, yo, everybody missed the twenty dollars. They you know dub cuts. Facts and dub cuts. No, I get it. It's I the same it, thing with know, me and designers. Like when I get designers, I get the most reliable people. I don't get the best designer. Because if you're an unreliable designer, we don't have anything to talk about. As far as what, like a designer, like what, like graphic like if, design? If you can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for thumbnails or if I need some sort of graphic or animation for a video, is the reliability is by far the most important factor. Yeah, but like when I, even when I hire in creatives, like when I hire in graphics or I hire in video, I hire in threes. Like it's the, that's the best number rule I could give anybody advice on. Is like when you hire in a creative, hire in threes. Like get one person that has the best skill possible for the most money. Mm-hmm. Like the highest price But he gonna turn around The best, the best works When you got a banger video That you know you need That good shit for like You hire that dude mm-hmm. Then he's gonna have That middle price dude That's like You're gonna use Probably more often Than anybody You'll use mm-hmm. him All the time He got You know Pretty good work He get it to you On a good amount of time And it's average price And he'll have the dude That gets you The fastest turnaround time That got the cheapest price But like the work Isn't the best Yeah so that way, depending on what project you got or like what you need something for, 
Definitely. You know who to go for, to for what you need. And then also like the turnaround times. If one can't get to you, then you fall down to your second or your third string. True, true. Like yeah, that's that, that that keeps like the consistency of creating content there. For sure, for sure, for sure. Hey, have you ever got a haircut? Do you get haircuts? I don't What's think I got one haircut. I went to the barber one time when I was like 12. And, yeah, and my mom just sat me down. I didn't even pick it. And they yeah. cut all my hair. That's the baby. Did you not get a cut barber. on TikTok not too long ago? Yeah, but that was just like a troll cut. Like I just had him install a hairline for me because my it hairline's pretty back good. I, yeah, no, I did not. Like he did a good job. Considering it was like five I, minutes. Why did you saw it? I, I saw it. I commented on it. Why are you hating? Yeah, Jesus, dude, stop so hating. Jesus. What the fuck? Bro, hey, stop it. Hey, like, hey, hey, bro, it looks like somebody was skiing on his hairline, bro. No, no, no. He to be he fair, he he saw it. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Say fair, what you about to say. He saw it like after a long ass that? day where I was boxing and doing some more shit. So like, oh, it was you a, didn't tell me you were boxing. I did. <laughs> so, but when it when it was hey, like, bro, it, yo, when it was installed, y'all, y'all should pull. When the, it was pull installed, pull the photo up like right when y'all edit the podcast. Like the photo of the cut needs to go up here somewhere. Yeah, I just when I saw it, it was done. I think I think when I when I get in good shape, I'm probably gonna get a haircut. But for right now, like pull it back. Nah. I'm telling you what's gonna happen to my mentions for two days, bro. Just do it. There's a reason why I don't do it. I'll show you a clip though. Hold on. Peer press is one of the most dangerous things, man. Where it started? It's back, go, like list. Zooming in in real life? Oh, yeah, it's pretty. Y'all zooming in in real life. Let right me ask you, how do you feel about it? I, I, I think when I was younger, people used to make fun of me over it, but then I just fire back if you had a big nose or a big jaw. So well, you, was good, you was good at roasting. Not good, but like I would have to. You know? Okay. And then he learned um, how to survive. Yeah, and then when I got in high school, nobody gave a fuck anymore. In university, people definitely didn't give a fuck. And then I got on the internet and everyone cared. Um but they didn't care until you took just, your head off though. No, even then they didn't really give a fuck. They didn't how care. How does it make you feel? When you look in the mirror, how do you feel? Uh nah, pulling just, your hair back in the mirror. <laughs> I definitely don't pull my hair back in the mirror. I <clears throat> I don't I don't um I don't think it looks wrong or bad at all. It's just the way that I am. So in the same way that like somebody could work out their abs forever and never have abs, yeah, yeah. like genetically, this is the way I am. I'm not going to change yeah. that. So if yeah, people aren't happy with the way that I am, then that's their problem. Are you going to like install? That's a bar. That's a bar. Hmm? Are you going to install here, Lando? No, 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 bro. Like literally, yo, some people, yeah, Jimmy Butler is crazy. Look, bro, some people just rock like a natural style. Like yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Like there's probably more people in the world that rock like a natural style haircut than actually get like lined up. Cause it's not gonna solve anything. Like you know, the second you fix the hairline, then you're gonna be like, oh, what else can you fix? There's like more things you could fix about yourself if you want to be this ideal person, right? But that pursuit never ends. Like the people that start getting surgery to fix this, 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 that pursuit is everlasting. Cause there's always gonna be another thing that makes you imperfect. So there's no point going down that path. I just want to maximize me. I just want to maximize yeah, it. I, I will. I will be installing a, a hairline to get these edges back. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, you know, Tory Lanez did that, and it looks great. Does it? Yeah, I think it looks. I think Tory Lanez. I think his is. It look. It look. I. I, I don't know. Great. I think it looks. Great. Great. Cool. Nigga, the second thing I think, yeah, I think cool. he got some. I think he got hair. Yeah. I want to say it's like. Yeah. You don't think it's good? I, I mean, it's straight. Yeah. I mean, last time yeah. I seen yeah. it was he like right money. after he's, he's he got rich. it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's wealthy. Really? He's done. Yeah. Oh. I'm not saying that. LeBron's looks great. Mayweather shit. LeBron does. Mayweather probably got the best. He does have the best. 
I forgot. Him? Mayweather got a Rose. Mayweather got a whole beard. No, Jalen Rose Jaylen, shit is not real. Mayweather got a what? whole beard added, bro. Jalen like, Ro- Rose got more ink than a kindergarten class. Nigga. Bro, have you seen him recently? Nah. Bro, his shit is straight jet black. Like oh, it's wow. getting like no, like it's okay. noticeably like yeah. Someone said that was dye. That was on Twitter. Nah, he got he got some color enhancement. My boy Andy be cutting his hair. Okay, so that's color. Yeah. What is that? So it's hair or color? Now he got hair there, but he they enhance it. With okay, like the five like shit. That shit is crisp. It's very crisp. But his, but he is like it's starting to get like the hair is starting to be like. All right, but it's, it's so it's so you natural. Know, but you get though. a cut. You get yeah, a cut. For sure. You get a cut as much as Jalen Rose get a haircut. Like that's part of his. Damn their daily routine. Yeah, he get a cut like that's pretty bad. That, that that's the reason true. why that is you gotta true. be on camera every he get day. A cut. Yeah, he probably get a cut every that single day. Get his hair cut that much? Or? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, okay. your hair just gotta like get time to grow back and you know get back to his natural state. Yeah, I never thought can about that. Can that damage growth? Could it damage growth? Like, I, I won't say like it damage growth, but keep pushing it back. Like yeah. just keep getting pushed back. Yeah. Wait, he. What do you mean? They pushing it back to do that? Well, bro, if you get a cut every day. Uh, it's gonna make logical sense. You get to cut that much every day. Like the barber can't be not a fucking robot. Oh, not precise. It can't be the yeah. exactly perfect every time to only cut the one hair that grows back. Like it didn't grow out. Yeah, it didn't so, grow out enough for you to have like a fresh canvas to work on again. Damn, I never thought about that. What? Yeah, that's actually. I've never, but point. I never thought about like. Well, I never thought about Jalen Rose having to get his hair cut practically every single. He's day on camera every on day. Yeah, it may not. Every day, but, but no, like, it's see, like yeah. every other day. Maybe yeah. like a lineup or something. Maybe a lineup. Like they re- maybe they yeah. just respray it. Maybe just make it look good for the camera. Like, how you feel about that? How you feel about the spray? Because some like you got to you got to tell your barber uh, barber friends they got. I, I don't shit. care what no other barber do, bro. Yeah, you got to tell them to chill out with that, man. Uh, bro. If yo, if you, they like to do spray, they like to do spray. If they don't, who care? Like it don't matter. Like, if they get money, you don't overdo it. But sometimes the spray, like a barber would try to cover an error with a spray. For sure, that'll happen sometimes. But yeah. like, bro, and I'm not. Away, you're like, damn. Like barbers be arguing about like what other like men are doing with they with yeah. they business. Like, or if that man want to use spray, let him use spray. Don't you? If you don't like it, don't go to him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, no, you know, like, but I ain't like, you know, you know, like killing over like, oh man, Barbara shouldn't be doing this, man. If they getting money and enjoying their life, man. Let them, you know, let them do their thing. True, true, mm-hmm. true, true, true. What's your go to for the lineup when you we do the lineup? You do the you do the spray, the razor, just the the little the. Clip. Man, it's whatever the climb I want, man. Oh, I rarely cut though, man. Like a cutting is like damn near like the last thing I ever do anymore. Oh. Oh, so, so you did. straight content. Yeah, I haven't, bro, I haven't like took in the new client in like the last two years. Mm. Oh, wow. I wonder. Damn. Um, huh. That's impressive. So everything's going according to plan. So you got your, you set goals. Now you're reaching all the goals. And yeah, recent. It's so funny how like you can, goals, yeah. you can be great. proficient in something like cutting hair, but there's way more money in you making videos about you cutting hair than the actual cutting hair. And that applies to almost every job. Everything. I mean, it's for like anything that you do as like a craft, like as a service. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I started making more money than I was just for a haircut when I started teaching others how to do the same for their haircuts. Mm-hmm. And that's like the first time you see like, yo, teaching or like creating some sort of like content for somebody to take. Like I could get more money doing that than actually doing the thing that I think I'm teaching. You, you know, might, like, you might, you might give a school or something like that. I have an online academy and then we opening, yeah. I don't really promote it no more, but we're also opening a barber school in California state prisons. Oh, wow. say I got a first barber school in op- opening up in California prison history. For them to get their license while they're incarcerated. Mm, so like I got a school opening up in there. Um, but yeah, it's like. You ever have somebody that want to be a barber that's just not a good barber? You had to tell them, like, yo, you're going to get your ass whooped. Nah, I mean, like this. what, bro, what's a good barber, though? Like, a good barber is a satisfied client. If you can make a client happy, you a good barber. 
Like you see somebody, the hand just keeps shaking it, but I don't know if it's for me. Do you ever tell somebody like, ain't nobody gonna start and like be perfect? John, you know, what like, you what you mean? <laughs> he just want me to say I like had <laughs> yeah, some. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, you yeah, want me? You want me to say yeah? I had somebody that sucked yeah, so bad, yeah, bro. Yeah, like, you know he was bad, bro. I Dog, I mean, everybody's first video wasn't fire. Like everybody's Facts. first stream won't lit. Like, yeah, that's fact. That is a fact. I would ask you if you miss it, but it sounds like you're still connecting to people because, like you said before about connecting to people, uh, a lot of barbers I know who are like that as well. Like, they just like the interactions yeah. with their clientele. But it sounds like you're still interacting and, and touching people in various ways. Yeah, absolutely, because that's, like, what I feel like I'm here to do is just yeah. inspire others. But as far as, like, missing it, nah, I don't miss, like, just people having control of my time. And that's what it was. Yeah. Is that, like, when, I would, when you would cut for money, and like, that's your job... That just means anybody with money could borrow your time. Mm, right. Yeah. And if anybody with money could borrow your time, it's like, damn, I gotta do whatever this person wants me to do all day. He just pay for me to be here. Yeah. It was like, what about my dreams and the shit that I wanna do? Yeah. You know, like I don't got like time anymore to be like following somebody around all day to cut their hair or like to pull up to a studio and, and for a dude to tell me how many bitches he fucked last week and how many like how much how how drunk he got, like, I don't got time to go sit there and listen to that. Like Yeah. Bro, this earth, like, this time is hella limited. So, like, why would I, why am I going to wake up and let people just, like, control that for me? And that take away the passion from it. Because you don't, you started doing it because you really love what you're doing. And then you start getting, like, attached to, like, oh, this person doing this for me or you paying me this. And then now you start doing shit that you really didn't even want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, don't nobody want to sit in the studio all day and wait for fucking hours for somebody to be ready and then cut... 15 of the homies that's all disrespecting you and everything you do like yeah. you don't want to do that bro <laughs> what? who dreams of that bro like it sounds cool as a title but like nah I don't miss that yeah. so like I just stopped letting people control me over that and I started controlling my own time and my own day and I, everything I wanted to do and yeah like I make my own decisions I'm way more happier now is, yeah. are shops profitable I always wondered I like asking questions it can, it can be a shop is, it could be a profitable business but um, you just gotta make sure it's not too many hands in it you know like or you don't try to go too big because like brick and mortars over the last couple of years have just not become the thing to do, obviously through COVID. Mm-hmm. Like having a stand-up in-person location is hard. And then like the touch of what a barbershop actually was is no longer. More people want house calls or they want private suites. Not a lot of people want the culture of like a barbershop. A barbershop can be profitable. But I know people that make that make money off a of barbershop, but you gotta have a business structure also that represents that. You know, like most you, people aren't like they can't afford like house calls, right? Like that, like the average, like if you have a six, like a twelve year old Timmy at the house, you're not. Yeah, gonna but some people ain't like paying. Print some barbers are just doing that for for everything they do. Yeah, like a lot of people are just doing mobile. Like not a lot of people are like growing up in the barbershops no more. Uh, okay, and this is just not a thing. You know, like mm-hmm. people want to go to that one on one or they get a suite, but um, lost my thought for a second. We're talking but about is it profitable? Yeah, is it profitable? It can be. You gotta have the right business set up for that. Is is it is it not worth your time to set something like that up? No, nah, I never wanted a barbershop because you just mm. think that's what a barber is gonna accomplish. Yeah. Like you think that like a barber is gonna open up a barbershop and that's mm-hmm. like the pinnacle for the career. Like that's the highest you can go. So like my whole life I grew up with people saying that, like, oh, you just need to get your own shop. And I'm like, damn, bro, if I could get my own shop at twenty one, is that the, like the most the biggest achievement I'm gonna do as a barber? Is like yeah. opening up a barbershop because I could have been done it. So I've always wanted to break that barrier. Like, man, I had a commercial this year that aired during the NBA Finals. My own commercial with Rockstar. Mm. Like, like the energy drink? Or the, the energy drink. Oh, I'm okay. on TV with a full Rockstar commercial during the NBA Finals. I watched yeah. that with my family. Yeah. 
So it's like that's where I where I dream of like oh this is the shit I want to be doing I want to use my voice for these things mm-hmm. like so when people say like yo well, why don't you want a barbershop? I was like, bro, because I'm just thinking like 10 times bigger than that. Like, I don't dream you can't, of like a shop. Nowadays, yeah, you can go way bigger. It's like like astronomically bigger. And it's like the internet just can amplify anything. Like you can do something that back in the day you're not making any bread from doing. Exactly. And then now you could create an entire platform anything. and an ecosystem around it. So it's like. But it's like that's dope because a lot of kids that grew up doing these different things that you don't really see is like, oh, this could be a big thing. You're not really celebrated or like pushed towards like, yo, this will be major for you. Mm-hmm. And then you're never yes, really like yeah. happy about them yourself when you do them. Mm-hmm. You know, like you he was almost a weirdo to want to do anything else other than playing a sport or like just fucking going to college. Mm-hmm. Like somebody that's a plumber or electrician sometimes didn't feel like that was enough. Yeah. But like now we got the yeah. internet where you could be the most famous plumber in the world. Yo, these the, flooring videos get like 40 million the flooring, views. The dude, the oh the my bro, god. The dude chopping the dude chopping wood on TikTok? Yes. Okay, that guy is like, uh, that guy like I think No, nah, the wood like, the wood the wood looks, looks good to me. I'm saying though. I'm saying though. You talking about the nigga that looks really good chopping wood, right? That boy Yeah. Oh yeah. y'all taking this out of out of context, but like the no, fact those is, women are crazy. The fact is like this dude You can do anything. This dude cuts wood, bro, at a lumberjack and he's Got Doja Cat like yeah. commenting on his videos like that's nuts. You could do anything now with the internet, bro, and it could be the biggest of whatever it is. And yeah. I feel like I just I've helped other kids see that like yo, awesome. whatever it is that yeah. I love, I could do it at the highest level because Vic Blends did it with barbering, and that's all I wanted to do was show that like yo, I'm doing some regular ass shit that you would be told is regular. Cause that's what I got told is like, yo, as a yeah, barber, yeah, bro. you're gonna be stuck in the ville. You ain't making it. That's it. Like your yeah. life will be here. Open a shop and like get a house. I watched a video yesterday or two days ago on stream and it was this chiropractor called the ring dinger. I don't know if you've seen these videos, bro. Jack Harlow went there. That's why I popped up my homepage. And this guy pulls millions of views doing this like chiropractor technique where like people just feel incredible afterwards. Yeah. And like historically chiropractors make good money, you know, it's not great money, but it's good money. Yeah. But, like, I know he's making astronomically more art just off his YouTube. If he posts that on Facebook, I know it's doing great on Facebook. He could post a clip of it on TikTok. So it's like now the world gets to see something that otherwise it had just been, like, one yeah. person gets to experience. So it's like, yeah, but like, 20, 30 years ago, if you were a doctor, lawyer, like, those were the jobs where people were like, well, you're going to be paid well and you're going to be satisfied in those roles. Now it turns out you can do whatever, like a fucking lumberjack. A lumberjack, bro, and the you fact can be, that I'm a bar, like a, I put barber in quotes all the time, like, and that's what I always tell kids, like, yo, I'm a, I'm doing some shit that like you, you just think is an everyday job that you like go to all the time, but, but like at the highest level, if you want to do it and do it to this level, you can, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a blueprint for this shit, you can do it. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Dave. Now, back in the day, ladies and gentlemen. I was broke. It, it was ridiculous. I was living paycheck to paycheck, struggling on Walmart. Even when I was living with my mom, Duke's dog, it was crazy. I couldn't make it a point A to point B to put gas in the car. I was always behind on bills. And even when I tried to be financially disciplined and save some money up, something would always go awry. Something had to happen all the time. And back then, I didn't have somebody in my corner to help me out, give me a couple of bucks here and there, and just loan me some money. However, today, they actually have that with Dave. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 immediately with your extra cash. With this extra cash, you can catch up on your bills, put the gas in the tank, and quite frankly, just give you some financial relief. What's even more interesting is that there's no interest and no credit check needed. 
So if any of this sounds interesting to you at all, download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. You, you mentioned at the beginning, it's actually what you started with. You said you were a motivational speaker. At what point did you start to make that pivot? And then like, what were you doing on a day to day? Because like once you realized that you were in, you, you were enjoying the barber stuff, but you know you wanted more. Uh, what were you changing about your life to get in the direction mm, you wanted to go? That's a really good question. That was good. That was a great question. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that question from you. Okay. But um, I like that one, man. Thanks. But when I was in, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it. nice when people ask you thoughtful questions. That's awesome, man. But yeah. when I was actually in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I tried to do motivational speaking videos while I was like fresh out of barber school, like fresh in school, Mm -hmm. just because I was already just getting myself in the mindset of like trying to better myself as a person, better my habits, better my my, my energy around me. I started reading all the books that everybody reads, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like Mm -hmm. 48 Laws, like, you know, all those, Mm -hmm. the the, the typical like entrepreneur books, self-help books. So I started gearing my mindset really after graduation, but it started like in eighth grade when I was running track. And my coach told me that track was a mental sport. So I'm like, yo, maybe if, he's like, yo, if you're just in the right mindset on like race day, you could beat somebody that's faster if you just come ready on race day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bet, like, fuck it. I'll just get my mind right. I may not be the fastest, but if I come like pumped up enough, then I could beat somebody that's probably faster than me if they're not like feeling it. So I would watch like best motivational videos on YouTube to get myself like hyped the night before. Mm. Motivational speeches and shit mm-hmm. And I found Eric Thomas And like mm. I would listen to Eric Thomas motivation In 8th grade dog Like as a kid Getting ready for a track race The next day And it was like de- It was real serious Because Coming out of Fayetteville Like there's not like Tons of opportunities For you to like Really go and do some shit So you either gotta do it in sports Or like do it like Or just go join the military mm. or, or do some shit to go to college I don't want my parents To have to pay like For mad college So I'm like fuck it I'll get a track scholarship so I was looking at track like this is going to be my way out. I'll get a scholarship. I'll go to college. I'll get a degree and get a job through track. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking this shit dead serious. Get my mm-hmm. mind right. Stop drinking. Stop. Like now that I was drinking or smoking like hella young. But don't drink. Don't smoke. Don't drink <laughs> soda. Like don't do nothing. True. Like just lock in. I'm listening to motivational speeches because to me it's like do or die. Like I got to get this cross country or this track scholarship mm-hmm. or my parents are going to be like pulling out student loans for me to go to college. And I didn't want to put that on them. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to get myself right. So I already grew as a fan of like motivational speakers and like with the way that like somebody can make you feel through their words. And I already found that through Eric Thomas. So when I started getting into the cutting, I started getting like the, I still had the same vibe in me and I started liking saying, still like the same things. And I started getting more into the book. So I like, man, fuck it. I'll just like start my own videos and, and, and speak some motivation. And then, I didn't get the response that I got now from it because mm-hmm. I didn't have the experience to put the, to put behind my words. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm just a fan now. Like I'm saying the same things that like I hear somebody else say. Yeah. But I'm not like having like, you know, I'm only a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm only like 18, 19, but I don't got experience to put behind it. So they didn't really hit like that. And people were like, man, shut up and just keep cutting hair in the comments and shit on the, on the post. I'm yeah. like, all right, I'll just go back to cutting hair. Fuck it. Like they got me. Haters got me. I let them stop me. So. Yeah. I go back to cutting and that's where I like, you know, did good as a barber and then really like stepped down on it in the pandemic. But um, it started there like eighth grade and I started pivoting during that pandemic because like I said, you realize that if my, if I can't go cut again, 
Like, th- like I gotta, there's gotta be something else that I got inside of me, man, that I could give out to the world. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, yo, maybe it is my voice because I tried to do it before, and like maybe that was God telling me, like, yo, you should have stuck with it. But like, I felt like, yo, that maybe that's what I gotta be doing here. So when yeah. I started doing it again, that gets stuck now. Yeah, I kind of like the path that you took because most people do what you do and then they'll think like bigger clients, bigger clients, more money, more money. But then you went in another route where you're giving cuts for free. But like the stories that you would tell in your videos were actually really inspiring. So even if it wasn't you saying something, it'd be like the questions that you ask and you giving people a platform. And then now you're being inspired by like a random person story that otherwise like we never would have heard of. But it's like, yo, like success is a byproduct of purpose. When you chase purpose, success will come with it. Like, if I truly believe that I'm here to inspire and help millions of people in this world, that's what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. Like, God will give me all the money along that journey. But that should never be the thing that I'm focused on and that I wake up every day to chase. It's like, yo, I got to get the next dollar out of, out of the next video and do this. It's like, bro, if you believe you'll be as big as you are chasing the purpose that you're here to do, you'll get millions of dollars along the way. It's just going to come. That's a byproduct of like the shit that you're supposed to be chasing, which is why you feel like you're supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. So when I started chasing purpose and that's when the haircuts went free and that's when the conversation started it's because I truly believed in my heart. And when what God was telling me that that's what I'm supposed to be doing here, mm-hmm. whether I'm going to make money on it or not, I didn't make money on it till like a year later mm-hmm. when I first started getting like a brand deal to some shit. Mm-hmm. But I just believed in that. Like when, even when I first started doing, I still needed to cut to make money. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yo, I believe in what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. So when you believe in that shit, like, don't focus on trying to chase the next bag. That's going to come. Mm-hmm. But you focus on what you feel like you're here to do. You, bro, you'll be blessed abundantly, bro. I can't even explain how much God has blessed me and, like, all the things that I have now that, you know, I never thought I had before. But it just came along with this journey. Yeah. I was watching a video last it's night. Great energy, man. Yeah, no, Appreciate it is that, fantastic. Yeah, sure. uh, Graham Stephan was interviewing Mr. Beast. <clears throat> and Mr. Beast, Graham Stephan asked him, aren't you ever worried that, like, things are going to stop if you're spending all your money on growing your business? Aren't you worried that at some point it's going to stop and you're going to have nothing for yourself? And he said that he actually lives really humbly, so there's nothing he ha- there's no he has no financial burdens. He doesn't have student loans. There's no car he's paying for. There's no house he's paying for. He just lives like like the average American. And so... And, and his insurance is if he just stops uploading right now, he could just live off all the AdSense from his yeah. videos that are sitting. But it doesn't make sense for him to prioritize, like, buying expensive stuff and increasing his lifestyle if the things that's actually making him happy is, like, his career. Yeah, I've been a person that has lived under my means for a long time. Yeah. Like, well under my means. And that's really why I got the position I am in today is because I knew that when money started coming in, it doesn't mean you got to start spending more money. Mm-hmm. But when I wire like that, we're wired to think that when I make more money, I got to spend more money. And that's how you get fucked up by not having any in the end. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways to justify it. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, people like, like I wanted this my whole life. I dreamt about this. But like, and when, like, you, when you in entertainment, think about it, bro. If you get paid, let's say $100,000, right, mm-hmm. for whatever you do, mm-hmm. you're not getting paid 100000 Like, or let me listen. If you get paid $20, right, you sell like a piece of merch, right, like a piece of something for $20, Mm-hmm. It's not twenty dollars. It's minus the credit card fees, which now makes it what seventeen fifty. Yeah. yeah. Minus taxes, which might make it like fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. Minus another couple two dollars or whatever, and then whatever the price out of whatever you pay to get it. Like your true profit to like that twenty dollars sale when you take out everything it costs to run and do a business. Mm-hmm. Like you're really making like eight nine dollars. Mm-hmm. But people see twenty come in and then you go spend twenty and you fuck yourself up. 
not thinking that Uncle Sam will come for these taxes at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I got to cough up. I got I to gotta put this shit away for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. You know, or mm-hmm. you get stuck in some shit where, like, you never know. You know, you may not even, like, set your business up right. And then somebody's suing you, and they're suing you for everything that you got. But you didn't open enough different LLCs per income that you have. So you're not protected through everything else. Mm-hmm. Right? As you know, like, when Marvel make a new video, Marvel make a new LLC per, per movie that they make. Mm-hmm. So if you sue somebody for the new Spider-Man that just came out, mm-hmm. then you can't take no money that they made on the last like Avengers they made like the years mm-hmm. before. Yeah, like you gotta protect every single income that you have. So every one of them needs its own LLC and different and, and different and different and then you different setup. Consider like insurance because you can get insurance to protect yourself, but then insurance costs fucking plenty for businesses and your accounting because you gotta do the bookkeeping and then like any personnel like you know producers, directors, yeah. cameramen, videographers. It, it gets it gets really expensive, but yeah. when you when it starts coming in, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. So like Mr. Beast is extremely smart because he put it, everything back into the business. The temptation is so strong though. Like, how do you like resist the temptation? You know you could buy. Because if yeah, you grow up dreaming about like, yo, I really wanted this type of house. For sure. Now you have the money to afford the type of house. Because bro, I look at where I'm at right now, especially being young, bro. I don't got no kids. I'm not married. It's so, like if I spend all the money I got right now, like I would just be spending that on myself. Mm-hmm. Like, fam, I ain't got no kids yet. What happens when my kids get here in the next five years? And I got to tell them about how daddy used to be a millionaire. <laughs> well, why the, fuck we, why the fuck we ain't millionaires right now? Yeah, yeah. Daddy used to be rich. Yo, you know daddy used to be a millionaire? Yeah. Ooh, man, shut the fuck car? up, man. My lying ass dad. Like, what was that like, dad? My dad a motherfucking liar, man. He damn, he told me he used to make millions. He lying ass. We broke his hell right now. Like, why the fuck would I blow all my money right now, bro, when I really ain't got much to, to really pay for? My daddy used to have that. Yeah. But I think I think I think people yeah, I think people get caught up in like the idea of what success looks like. Yeah, but like I can't he, speak. But I my bad to cut you off, bro. But like it came to my mind. I can't speak for everybody because, bro, everybody comes from really hard circumstances, and each one oh, is no, extremely sure. individ, extremely different. So I can't say that like just because I'm really disciplined that you can't expect the next person like because to a lot of people that really grew up with nothing, bro, mm-hmm. when you do get the money and you want to go like you want to go get something for yourself, like I got friends, bro, that have been like taking care of their household since they've been kids, getting their first job, having to pay for, like, their mom to yeah. eat and, like, the rent for the house. Like, so you can't tell that kid, like, it'd be good advice to give them to hold on to invest it, but you can't be mad at, like, yo, somebody who's always had no money and, like, ever always had to, like, be a grown-ass man at a, as a young age. That's common. That's for sure. You can't tell them, like, hey, man, don't buy yourself nothing. Yeah. When like their whole life they've just been given to everybody else as kids, bro. So it's hard. Okay, yeah. So you gotta have some like understanding for those people. Oh no, for sure. But I think what I was gonna say was that I just think that it's the it's the imagery of what success is. And like you said before, like success is really yeah, I think people get too caught up in the the idea of like what success is supposed to look like in, instead of what actually what it is. Like yeah, success isn't it's not there's no monetary number to it because success is based off of the goals and what you want to reach, the passion that you have. So if you if you if you set in place, hey, I want to be married with two kids, they ain't got nothing to do with no finance. But if you achieve a happy marriage when you raise two kids, like you are successful in that in that aspect. So I think too many people get caught up in the concept of the imagery behind it without actually knowing the due diligence, the hard work, the passion that actually leads into what actually success is. Yeah, that that word imagery is super strong. That's yeah. a really strong word that we need more of because. When I was at the NFL draft, I was cutting Kayvon Thibodeau. 
for like for like the NFL, I was interviewing for the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, you know, what do we? I was like, what do you think we need more? of? He said, man, we need more imagery. You talking about this last draft? Yeah, this last recent yeah. draft. Oh wow, I was in Vegas when that happened. He, he said, he said, bro, he said, bro, we need. Because hmm? met there. Did we? Did I see out there? Yes. I think oh, I did, okay. yeah. We, I remember meeting him at the OC arena. <laughs> that was the yeah. first time. The yeah. second time was right at the elevator at the That's crazy. That's a lot of people there, yeah. <laughs> you got a great memory, dog. But, um, yo, Kayvon was like, yo, we need imagery because you just got to be able to see that, like, there is success that looks different than what we've always been shown on media. Yeah, I agree. And like, you got to see that. It's like, even for Kayvon, like, a big thing with him is people say that, like, he a loud mouth dude and he got media, whatever, like, personality. But, like, yo, dude is extremely smart. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, we're not shown that, like, anybody that is loud and, like, mouthy could actually be that smart. Like, we mm-hmm. never really, we haven't seen a lot of that. But he's, like, yo, showing them, like, you could be that. You could be really yourself and have all your, you know, have a sharp mind and still still be held up there. So, yeah, like, but having different imagery of, like, yo, people that come from different neighborhoods doing different things at high levels, like, show that more to kids. Yeah. Show them that, like, there's more barbers out here that are being successful than going to college. Show them that there's more... Plumbers and estheticians out there for women to do that that they may have thought they couldn't do before. Like we got to show that there's different examples. Even what y'all do with through A and P. Like, like man, I saw this this kid in New York. Man, like, I was cutting in New York last week, and there was a young kid. He was like eight years old, bro. I ran into me at Central Park. He had his football like flag football shit on. He's like, man, I watch your videos, bro. I was like, man, I appreciate that. I said, what you want to be when you grow up? When you grow up, you want to go to the NFL? He said, nah, man, I want to be a, a football content creator. Yo, that's like, crazy. I'm like, what? Yeah. Are you serious? Like, you don't want to go to the NFL, bro? Like, now I want to have a YouTube channel. So it's like, yo, it's changing. Like, the way the kids see themselves in the future changes now because yeah. we're seeing that there's an A&P possible. We're seeing that there's a Vic Blance possible. We're seeing that, like, I could do this shit. Like, with social media, I could do it in, in my own way. Yeah. Like, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. We got to keep showing that. For sure. So Actually, how did, you, how did you build your discipline up? Coming like you said, coming from like when you, from where you were to get to where you at now, cause you know it's, it's probably hard. It is hard. Yeah, you know, so, like bro, yeah, like I'm proud and you know grow up with like fucking everything I ever want. Like there's a lot of shit I wanted to buy and like do with my money, but I just knew that. From like I said, for one, I don't got no family. Like nothing really. I gotta go crazy on right now, and then two, like if if I'm starting to get money right, right, and like in my head it's like yo, I could get the track hawk right now. I go down to the dealership, buy a fresh track hawk or a Hellcat. Yeah. But if I just hold out for three or like three more years, bro, I might could go get a Rolls Royce or yeah. Ferrari. Yeah. But like, who's to say that would that would have happened if I blew my money on like the track hawk the first time I got the track hawk? Yeah, for sure. So I started dreaming about like bigger things I would want to do with my money mm-hmm. and like where I really want to be in my life. Not just like the first things that you have in your mind as like a kid when we young again to it. But like as you start being around money more, you start to think like. There's bigger and better things I could be doing with this if I just hold out for a couple more years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like even with a crib, if I like scraped up the first m- amount of money that I had, to, like get my first crib and I bought like <laughs> when I barely could like get it, it's like my crib would would be a good crib, but it wouldn't be like what I dream of and what I want right now. Mm-hmm. So I just like would rather wait to make sure I'm gonna get something I actually want rather than blow my money on the first chance I got to get something that is in the same world. Yeah. You so, know, so I'll just wait out and do it right. Would you recommend, do you do a lot of saving or investing your money? Uh, saving. saving. Like, there's nothing wrong with saving your money. I do, I do invest my money. Like, we got, I got a wealth manager that, that'll invest my money, but, like, there's nothing wrong with just saving your money. 
And I think a lot of young people got that misconstrued where it's like, yo, I need to put my money into a business. I need to put my money here. I need to do this with my money. I want to invest my money. But like, yo, that, that's amazing. But like, don't get, don't let nobody tell you that you wrong or make you think otherwise if you just want to stack your bread, bro. Yeah. Like, as a, as a young dude, you know, I'm not, when you're making like a substantial amount, you need to start doing some shit with it. But you saving up some thousands, bro, like, bro, there's nothing wrong with just saving that. Yeah. Every opportunity is an opportunity to, to invest in. You yeah. got to be a smart investor. You got to be a, 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 you know, you got to be a cautious, you know, a cautious investor. You don't want to just go start going crazy yeah. on any opportunity. You got to throw 10,000 in somewhere. Like take your time and do it right. Yeah. Because then it builds your reputation as like a partner and as an investor. Then you start becoming like a Steph Curry. And it's like anytime Steph Curry got an opportunity to get a brand deal or invest in some shit, he go all the way and he execute. Yeah. But you don't want to start being the dude that like take any investment opportunity early on in the heaven money. And then you're not executing. Mm-hmm. And like now your reputation is like, oh, don't fuck with Agent because, oh, man, I did a deal with Agent two years ago and his ass like didn't post and didn't do whatever. Like, or he did this and then didn't hold it up. Like, I'm waiting for the chance when I really got some shit that I really believe in and that like, I really, really want to put my money into because I just want to make sure that my fans, bro, appreciate that like I'm intentional with what I give out. And like early on when you build a brand, you start getting money and you start like, Doing whatever it taking any opportunity to get more bread, mm-hmm. like you, you're watering down the brand that you're building and the trust that you got with these fans, bro, and these people that look up to you. And like what's, my, a, what's a wealth manager? A wealth manager is like is just like any other manager, but they they manage your wealth. They're, they invest for you. They give you advice on investments. They they put your money in the stock market so they'll track down equity deals, private equity. Like mm. they'll they'll they invest your money. It's their job. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I yeah, I hate I hate I'm not too negative, but. The one thing that I gained from this is that, um, like he said, discipline and then persistence. Yeah, yeah. I think you're a very, a very disciplined man because, I, and I think people don't I feel it. Like, yeah, like, I just, facts. I, I mean, you got to, you got to be, bro. You got to be. It's, it's, it's extremely yeah. important, bro. And like, talking, like, I hope, exactly. uh, I hope uh, that somebody that watches this podcast, sure. bro, there's even just one, you know, like, yo, just, just be disciplined, bro. I Trust me, like, yeah. it's so fucking worth it, man. It's so worth it when, when you so far ahead and like everybody else want to catch up, like. Just trust me. Like, right now, take it to the chin, bro. Like, it's cool to drive the car that you got from high school. It's cool to, like, wear the shoes you've been wearing for a couple years or repeat an outfit. I wore this outfit, like, a couple days ago, bro. Like, I didn't have to go buy another outfit. I just washed it yeah. wore it again because I love the outfit. You feel me? Like, yeah. but I'm not going to go ball out on some Nord Dior to wear it because I got to come on a podcast. Like, bro, it's, it's all right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, be yourself, bro. Like, I was always telling myself I want to be the loudest in the room and not because I got the hardest, like, Designer on the biggest chain, like, but I want this energy to be the thing that like takes me there. Yeah, <laughs> so like it's cool just to be disciplined on that shit and, and, and wait out, bro. It gets greater later. Like you'll yeah. have you want to save up for that rainy day. I see you don't wear no jewelry. You waiting on it? Or are you gonna like? Nah, I bought jewelry doing? when I first got to Atlanta, but I don't I don't wear jewelry because I just like we talk about imagery, bro. Yeah, it's like man, it's a kid from my hometown, bro. That. I, I don't want them to feel like they can't be successful if they ain't got a chain on. Facts. Or they, they can't be successful if they ain't got, like, you know, designer on or Louis on. Or like, it, like bro, I, don't get me wrong. I would love a fucking beautiful diamond chain. Who wouldn't? But Of course. It's just, like, is it going to impact, like, change my life? I nah. I see you being a watch guy, like, collecting a nice watch collection. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe in my future, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. I can see it. Maybe, maybe in my, maybe, value. It's, maybe it's in my future, if you do it right, there's ways you could do it right. Yeah. But, like, yeah. you know, there's also other things you can do You can do with your money. So, like, watch investing is, is cool, but it's not the only way for you to invest your money to have flashy shit. So, like, there's lots of things you could be doing with your money. 
I just learned about that recently about watch investment and that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the prices on them. People buy watches to flip and yeah, yeah watches are like cars that. though. The only ones that appreciate are the ones that are like really hard to get. Like you got to get them retail, which is the hardest part. Yeah. Like you can't go to AP and walk in the store and buy a retail. You got to get put on the list. Yeah. You get like interviewed at some of these stores, bro. And like they don't just let anybody buy their watches. But the only way to get on that list is to already buy shit from. Yeah, there. you already got to show that you a good customer already. Oh, like. Yeah. And I don't know how it is with watches, but with cars, they don't even let you sell the car for a certain amount of time after you buy it from them. I saw that with, uh, they banned uh, 50 Cent, Justin Bieber, a lot of people from buying Ferrari. Ferrari, yeah, you'll get banned, yeah. I know you couldn't, you can't tamper with it. You can't same with like, it. same oh, with like, different. bro, when the C8 came out, when the, when the Corvette came out, yeah. like, bro, people were buying them bitches up and, and flipping them for like 140, 150. Like a, the brand new C8 that would yeah. that retail for 80, 75. In the car. So you'll buy it for. Yeah, you get it. For, if you can get it, that's the hard thing is if you can get oh. it for retail, then you can flip it. The car is corrupt. But if you ain't getting it yeah, for retail. Yeah, if you're not plugged up. And you ain't plugged up, getting it for retail, you don't know what you're doing, bro. You're not going to make, you know, what you think. But so well, I'm saying that. them at the dealership? Like if they sold out the dealership, people would buy it and sell it back to the dealership for a higher price. No, 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 no. Sell it to no, people. No, no, sell it to other people. Oh, there's no. like, bro, there's a doughboy that ain't got no credit that can't get it for retail. Yeah. So he'll just pay cash for whatever. Oh. So if you a dude that got good credit and you could go buy the C8 off the lot for 75 and there's a dude that has no credit that just like make money in the streets That'd or make money however, that just want to give you an extra 25 because he's just going to get it from you. It don't oh, fucking matter to him anyways. Smart. Like you could flip the shit. Yeah. yeah. That's easy. All you're doing is you put you 75 in the moment, but you're just going to make it back with 25. Probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But smart. it's imagery, bro. It's like, that's why I ain't got jewelry. It's like, not that I wouldn't like those things. I just want to show like, that you can be in these big places and do great things and not have to only have those things to be successful. And I'm not a rapper, so, like, I could see, yeah. I could see like, my image. If my image was part of, like, being a flashy dude, I could see people buying into those things. Nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that. It is not, like, it's not for me. True. Um, yeah, you, so, actually, it's interesting you brought up Eric Thomas because I was the same way. When I first started making videos, along the time me and Lo were just on Skype every day, when the shit wasn't popping off, like, that was kind of, like, the thing that kept me going. Cause it's like there's not a lot of people when shit is failing for you repeatedly that's telling you like no don't worry you're on the right path but you know in your head like this is the path that you want to go down but it's nice to have someone tell it to you so I used to go down like I had like so many of those like generic motivational videos memorized because yeah. I just hear them on repeat I remember one time Eric Thomas came to my campus when I was in uni wow. but I didn't know until like it was actually happening but it was too late I was so tight <laughs> I was highly upset because I missed it and I was like damn I feel like I'd have been the one person on campus who would have genuinely appreciated that but um yeah I think the the, the matter of having discipline I, you, I always looked up to Kobe I don't know who you looked up to growing up but Kobe because you would see the stuff you'd hear the stories people tell about him and you'd know that it wasn't like a thing he would do when it was on camera because these stories people would tell the stuff that happened off camera this is the way he is never on camera that's great it is never on camera so I would think like how is it even possible for someone to have the capacity to work that hard and I'm like, is, is it even humanly possible to reach that level? Try to. But over the past, like, five, six years, I've realized, like, it's not like a flip of a switch. You don't just turn into Kobe. It's just, like, small habits that you turn positive. And it could be, like, waking up 20 minutes earlier or, like, you know, the 20 minutes you'd waste doing this, like, turn that into some productive hours. And then after you do that for a lot of your capacity grows, I, I still don't know if it's possible to ever reach yeah. Kobe. But just knowing you could be a lot more productive if you just hey, I got I got, like, two things, two great pieces of advice for like just productivity it's like for one i used to make a dream day and like i would write out my most dream productive efficient day and i would start it from the second that i would wake up mm -hmm. 6 a.m i would write out like on a piece of paper what would i do from 6 a.m to 6 20 
From 6 a.m. The second I wake up By 6.20 I need to have showered And like brush my teeth mm-hmm. From 6.20 to 7 o'clock I should have made breakfast And ate And like Drank coffee From 7 to 7.30 I should be like You know Meditating and taking notes From like 7.30 to 8 I should be doing Like I would write out Like this most ideal day In my head And yeah. I would wake up And I would put in time For my family I would put in time For myself And then Once you break it down Like that You realize You, you got enough time To do what you want to do For sure Like this is like not Obviously excluding You know Life that'll happen Like shit that'll go wrong But Mm -hmm. just like My most ideal day And I would just wake up Every day bro And try to execute This perfect day I would wake up every day And I would try to execute Like as perfect as I can To this time schedule Cause I'm just like Seeing on paper It's possible to be Way more productive Mm -hmm. And it would work for me For a couple months And then I would Re-look at it And I would realize Like all right, I didn't need as much time In this area as I did before I need to be spending More time doing this and then you start to realize that, like, it's not necessarily, like, working as much as you can in a day, mm-hmm. but it's, like, working at the right things every day. And sometimes you might work hard, but you're not working on the right part of your business that's going to take you to the next level. Mm-hmm. So I started figuring out what it is that I need to do every day to keep going to that growth, to keep, like, getting to the next level, to keep creating that energy. It's not always wake up and fucking grind till you can't stand up on your feet no more. Yeah. Sometimes it's very like taking that extra day to give it to yourself to make sure that I'm yeah, ready plan. for the next day to be really productive. Like every day I don't got to be that hard, but I would try to work on like this ideal day. And like, bro, I would recommend that to anybody that just like, look at your day, look at what you do. Um, and then it's like, yo, even times when we say we hungry, mm-hmm. like, man, I'm hungry. Like I'm in the middle of working, editing this video. I'm gonna get some food real quick. And you say real quick. And then the 15 minute, like, Drive is going to take you You end up like Going somewhere to sit down now And then you're sitting down And eating Then your homie want to come And then your homie come And then it turned into Food and drinks And then you there for three hours When really it was like Let me grab a quick bite to eat mm-hmm. So I would like mm-hmm. Realize like Yo if I'm grinding right now Is it worth it more For me just to Uber eat something If it costs like Ten more bucks Yeah Or am I going to lose The two three hours That it might take me To go try to like Get food in the middle of Atlanta mm-hmm. Right So then it's like Alright what do I really need to do to get to where I want to, to get what I said I need to get done? If I'm hungry, is there something I could just eat in the house? Could I cook something in the house because it would be faster than me actually driving to go get food? Right? If you talk about wanting to be productive. So, like, sometimes I would catch myself wasting two hours because I'm like, yo, I'm going to go sit down somewhere. It's turned into a whole thing versus I could have just made something in the crib, saved that time, and kept working on my shit. Facts, facts. What time do you don't wake up every day? Yeah, you, you wake up early. You early wake up? Nah, you, just... you would think that I'm like some six a.m. wake up yeah. grind type dude. I'm not, you know, because I've realized like my schedule doesn't have to be that. I wake up probably around like nine ish now, okay. nine ish, and I'm like you know up and ready to go by like ten. By ten, I'll have like you know showered, washed my face, teeth, coffee. And by like ten, ten thirty ish, eleven, I'm ready. Like get head out, you know, head out the crib. Um, but like, it just depends on what I got to do. I'm also just a grinder naturally. So like, yeah. if you tell me, yo, Vic, I need you here at 4.30 a.m., I'll be there. I'll just do what I have to do. To make it happen. To yeah. make it happen. Like, I'll make whatever happen as long as I got enough hours in the day. But. Man, it's, it's a lot of, okay, a lot of things I'm trying to piggyback off of. The, yes. the way, the imagery thing. Um, you know, the, the biggest the biggest thing I gained, because um, before I started doing this full time, I was working at um, Sherwin-Williams, the, the paint store. And the biggest thing I gained from there is that uh, I remember one time my, my manager came up and he told me, he's like, yo, that dude is a millionaire. That dude making like five, six hundred thousand. He live in like a mansion. And he's like, 
like painters with overalls on, right? Like, like you, you would never even know. But of course, like they own their own business and stuff like that. They, they got like several other employees, and so that that really changed my perspective. I was never really a, like a, a fancy type of clothes guy, but then I started really thinking to myself, like, yo, almost everybody I actually know who is highly high, or just hyper successful, bro. None of these people actually be doing the shit they do, like they do on IG and stuff like that. Like none of them, almost like nobody I know. So it's odd to me, but I I understand what it is, but I, it's odd to me. And I keep going back to the whole discipline thing because every man I know, every woman I know who is hyper successful, bro, the level of discipline that it takes to get to that point is like unbearable at times. Yeah, it's, it's extraordinarily hard, even beyond, like you said, with the discipline of like waking up and all that stuff, kind of going back to what we were saying before about the Try not to be too negative But like you said Like there's people who um, Especially when we grow up In a world where like A lot of this stuff Is fairly new Like this is like A fairly new medium Of people making money So the idea of like You doing it Is going to be like Either shunned Or like capped off Like like the idea of like Oh you a barber So this is what like This is the peak of it But like people don't Thoroughly understand And I always enjoy And I love to hear people Talk about having that type of mental discipline and fortitude and persistence to try to overcome barriers and open new doors for people. Cause I don't think, I don't think people thoroughly understand the value in that because like in kind of going back to the imagery, it, it shows new people ways in which they can be successful in because for every day that we've known up until like this new era of like monetizing your skill and shit like that, bro, it's always been like the same cookie cutter ABC path of of being successful regardless if that's going to school regardless if that's just you just being a plumber regardless if that's you looking a certain type of way and I, I always applaud people who have that type of mental fortitude to like be told like you can't or like not even really can't like this is the cap but you find the persistence to try to find a way around it and shit like that so I just I would take the time out to applaud you on that shit cause I appreciate I, that man yeah really? I, I, don't, I don't think people I don't think people cause I know I think people know it but I don't, I don't think people thoroughly understand what they could do to somebody especially like if they allow that to like allow that to be like who they are but more importantly I don't think a lot of people thoroughly understand what it takes to do it because I think it's much easier and convenient for people to be like you know what like yeah this is what I'm supposed to do like I ain't supposed to just own a shop and just keep it like that and shit like that so I definitely apologize on that shit Bro, I appreciate hard. it thank you for that man that means a yeah. lot Facts, facts, facts. So when you, when you were when you were going through that or I guess in general like is there anything Kind of to help people overcome those type of mental hurdles because I think mental fortitude and mental discipline is also very, very key in a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, yo, you just got to understand this power in being yourself. Yeah, and there's true power in being whoever you say you are. Facts. You know, so once you understand that, it's like, yo, I don't want everything in the world. I just want what's meant for me. And when you understand like what's really meant for you, then. You stop trying to adapt yourself or change who you are to get everything that's around you. Yeah. Like, I don't want no relationship with nobody or no artist, no rapper, if I can't just be myself doing so. If I got to be something I'm not to get it or to be there, then it's probably something you don't want. My track coach used to say there's no shortcuts worth taking. Mm-hmm. So if you got to take a shortcut, if you got to go the other way around, you got to be something you're not to be in that position, you probably don't need to be there in the first place. Yeah. So when I understood that, it's like, you'll just be yourself and let God give you what you need. Because sometimes what we need is not what we want all the time. Right, yeah. And you got to understand, what do you need versus what do you want? Yeah. Like, I want 
everybody in the world to to be my friend and to be supportive of what I'm doing. Yeah. But God has shown me that I only need a few people in my life to make that happen. For sure. And you probably already got them in your life. For sure. So once you understand that, like, yo, stop trying to drop your integrity to get everybody to fuck with you. Everybody don't got to fuck with you. Yeah. You just be yourself and let God give you everybody that you need in your life. Yeah. I'm not trying to force nobody or like be something I'm not for somebody to be a fan of like what the fuck I got going on. Like God already showed me that I'm going to win. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be loved. I don't need to like drop my fucking character. I don't need to drop my integrity just to be in certain positions. Yeah. You know, so like you got, but you got to see power in that, man. You got to understand that the true power is in being yourself. But I had a chance to be on LeBron's show, The Shop, and they wanted me to cut on the shop, like cut on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and at first I'm like, oh damn, like LeBron James, the shop, I'll be on TV. Yeah. But it's a great opportunity. And I actually got friends that cut on the shop. Shout out to my boy Vince. Um, and like, yo, that's a great opportunity for a barber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but I really truly believe that like my true gift is in speaking and like being myself and like yeah. using my voice. That's what I'm here to do. So I, I had to humbly decline that opportunity because I'm like, yo, if I can't be somewhere using my voice the way that I feel like God has intended me to use it, mm-hmm. it's like, man, I feel like I'm not really, not really meant for me to be. Yeah. So I, like, with all due respect, yeah. I, I, want, I, I deny this because I want to make sure that I put myself in a position to represent who I am every time. Facts, facts. Wow. Man. That's a fantastic podcast, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Man, I hate, I hate to... Shift the energy, man. I don't even want to switch the energy. I want. I don't even want to shift the energy. I ain't gonna lie. I don't want. I didn't want to switch. I'm. I'm actually. No idea what we talking about. Yeah, I know. I hate. I don't. I I really really don't want to do. We just asked a line of questions. Oh yeah, bro. We getting into those questions. I ain't got. You know, like I ain't got to be dead motivational all day. Like no, but I do. I want to start with one that's easy. What's your worst like cutting experience? What's your worst cutting experience? Because he can't. <laughs> no Look, because I rock with y'all. I give y'all, I give y'all one I ain't never told before. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the, because I love, because I fuck with AMP. I love what y'all doing. I give y'all a story, but I ain't never told before. Okay. I need a button for exclusive. I need something when something about to be powerful. I need a powerful button. And I, 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 I'm looking over there. I don't, I, don't, I don't have nothing powerful. So look, man, we'll call this story. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll title this story. Sometimes it's not worth it. Okay. Okay. All right. So I got this opportunity. To cut an NBA player Like early on bro Like right when I'm Fresh to Atlanta Trying to cut every Like I said Every celebrity I could cut mm-hmm. And I got this opportunity To cut this this NBA player Like a good NBA player An all star mm. um, But I'm actually In North Carolina At the time Visiting my family Cause when I first got back I'll be homesick I'll drive back and forth All the time It was only six hours So I was mm. like yo It's good drive I can make it in a day So I'm in North Carolina And it's my last day there So I'm already gonna come back To Atlanta Yeah and then my boy hits me, this other NBA player. He like, yo, I got a homie that's about to play today um, on the Warriors. I just, I leave it at that. He's on the Warriors and he need a cut today. Could you give him a cut? Yeah. I'm like, bro, for sure. I got you. I'm, I'm, what time does he need to cut? Because I'm in North Carolina right now. I'm going to drive back. It'll be six hours. If he got a game today, then I'm going to be in town by like two o'clock. The game might be at like seven. He got to get there at five. Like I might have just, like I said, if I got enough time to do something, like I said earlier, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, like, if I could fit it in, I'll do it. So I'm like, yo, is that cool if I come at like 3 o'clock? You know, I need like 30 minutes to grab my stuff. I'll be at his hotel by 3, get him cut by 3.45. He can make it to the game or whatever. They're about to play the Hawks tonight. He's like, yeah, that's perfect. They linked me in a group chat with him. And when I woke up in the, let me backtrack. When I woke up in the morning in North Carolina, like something was feeling off about my stomach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I felt good. I still woke up. Drank my coffee. I'm chilling. Like, 
But like something just didn't feel like a hundred percent. You eat breakfast or you just drink coffee? I'm, I'm not really coffee. a breakfast eater. So you just coffee and keep so it pretty much like a coffee dude in the morning, and then by like 12, 11, so you know, because I don't wake up too early. Yeah. So I wake up around like ten ish. I might get a coffee. Uh, in this instance, I woke up early, but I'll get like my regular, I'll get a coffee, whatever, and then lunch, and then, you know, go and yeah. eat a good dinner. Okay. So I wake up, my, my stomach ain't feel right. So I'm like, damn, you know, yeah. whatever. I'm about to go cut this, you know, all star. Like, I gotta, I gotta go, you know? Yeah. So I start driving. Mind you, it's six hours. Every hour that I start driving, every hour I get closer, bro, my stomach started to hurt worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Like, every hour closer. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to Atlanta and I got to the barbershop, bro, I was like fucked up. Yeah. This is before COVID. I was just, I had like a bug, bro. I like felt terrible, like diarrhea, like throw it, like I was going to throw it. Like I felt gross, man. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, I can't miss this opportunity. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't miss this opportunity. And I feel crazy because it sounds crazy that like I went to go cut somebody feeling bad. I didn't want to get him sick or nothing like that. That was never my intention. Like, fuck his health. But, like, I was just feeling like my stomach was hurting. Like, it's like something I ate. Mm-hmm. Not really feeling like I'm, like, like sick to the point like where I'm food contagious. Or something like but, that. yeah, I'm feeling yeah. like, yo, I got food poisoning or something. Like, bro, I'm not. I something got to get out of my body. Okay. So, I'm like, fuck it, bro. I'm going to thug it out. I don't got no time to go to the bathroom. I, bro, I, I literally got there as he's like, yo, where you at? And I'm like, I'm coming, bro. And I, I don't eat I don't eat nothing. I don't drink nothing. I don't go to the bathroom. I don't take no time for me to just like relax and like ah, I just drove. I get my clippers. I get off the road. I go straight to the hotel. And I get up there and I start cutting. Mm-hmm. And this dude get a ball fade. So as I start cutting the fade, you know, the first thing you gotta do is like put the ball line in. Yeah, for sure. And that's the first thing. So it looked mad crazy when you first start. Mm-hmm. Yo, I get in there and it's a hotel, it's like a tiny ass hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's only one room. Not like he got like his, all the rooms and shit. Yeah. So I get in there and bro, I start getting hot. So I gotta take my jacket off. Like I'm cutting in my wife beater. Looking, it's like looking mad crazy. He playing Call of Duty. He playing <laughs> he playing Nipsey music, Nipsey Hustle like dummy loud. So like loud as fuck in there. He playing Call of Duty, <laughs> and I'm like cutting with my with my shirt off. So I'm hot as hell, like sweating, like cold sweats. Like man, you feel like terrible. Like you get cold sweats. Mm-hmm. Well, I swear to God, I started getting blurry vision. I started like, <laughs> I started not being able to see his fucking head. Nah, this buddy's like, man. Hey, bro, yo, I kid you not. I'm sitting there like, never been in this position before. I'm gonna say, where the line go? Like, I, I've never, I've never been like blinded. I've never been like, feeling like I'm about to pass out ever yeah. in my life. Like in the middle of a cut, cutting a fucking all star, bro. <laughs> An hour before he plays. <laughs> Like, no, that's and tough. his hair just got the line in it. So I'm like, hey, bro, you got a bathroom? Asking a dumbass question like that. Like, of course you got a bathroom. It's the only other room right there. Like, so asking a dumbass question. I'm nervous. I'm like, yo, I'm at the bathroom right quick. He's like, yeah, go ahead, bro. Hella nice. I go in the bathroom, dog. Nigga, he already know who it is. I go in the bathroom, dog. And like, yo, he, um. Like I said, I'm glad he was playing Nipsey Hussleberg because I started shitting and throwing up in the bathroom, bro, at the same time, like going, like I just had food poisoning. Uh I'm throwing up in the middle of this haircut, bro. And I'm I'm starting to feel like there's there's no nothing I could do right now. 
how do I come out and tell this dude like uh, you felt defenseless? Hey, yeah, yeah, bro, like physically vulnerable. Like I felt physically defenseless. <laughs> I couldn't stand up type shit. I'm like, how do I explain this mm-hmm. to first my, to first him and then to the guy who gave me the referral? Another NBA player, like yo, uh, Vic came over and he fucking like died in the middle of the haircut. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, I started chugging the sink water and I'm like trying to hydrate myself. Like in the bathroom? In the bathroom, bro. I get oh. off the toilet. I start chugging the sink water. And it's one of those moments where you got to look in the mirror and you got to be like, hey, man. This ain't it. It's, it's do or die. It's do or die. It's now or never. It's now or never. I look in the mirror and I'm like, hey, it's now or never. And I already had like my homeboy on speed dial to like come finish the hair. I would call another barber to come like finish the cut for me. I didn't care that much. I was like, yo, I got to go. Bro, I, I fucking go out there. I finish the cut. Dude was so happy. He loved it. Great, re- great review to to my referral, and bro, that's what I realized. Like bro, you saved it. Yes, yeah, I, I, I saved. I put it together, but and nobody knew. He never got sick. Nothing like nobody ever like oh, knew. Nothing wrong with the bathroom. Like that's what it was. But that's the, to the moral to the topic to the title of the story. Yeah, like yo, sometimes it's not worth it, bro. And that's why I said, like, I ain't put my health on the line no more for no haircut, bro. Like, what we said way early at the beginning of this podcast, like, I'm not putting my health on the line no more for nothing, bro. Like, are you kidding me, bro? I thought I was going to die. Jeez, bro. I thought that would be, like, the cancellation of my career right there. You know, there's only, like, three people that could could be applicable (laughs) to that story. We ain't going to name drop it, but. And one of them don't get a haircut, so I know it's not that. (laughs) We ain't going to name drop it. Yeah, no, no, we not, we not. It was. Yo, yeah, he doesn't I, even know. I'll, I'll tell him one day, man. One day when I see him again, I'll be like, bro, you know I almost died cutting your hair? Like, what? <laughs> <Died today>? <laughs> um, <laughs> is it, has there ever been a, um, dang, I don't want to switch it, but I'll, I'll switch it. What is the, um, shit, that's not like the biggest like haircut simp story. Nigga drove six hours to cut hair. But what is, what is your biggest like down bad moment? Like you did something excessive for like a girl or something like that? For you, shorty, you immediately regret it. Like you like, yeah, no, this isn't. Man, bro, immediately regret. I mean, bro, I guess like when you get catfish, it's like Damn. immediate regret. But like mm-hmm. you can't, you don't know that's gonna happen. Yeah. So like, to the fish come out. Yeah, you don't know to like shorty pop up. Out the mud. So like when I got to Atlanta, like when I first got to Atlanta, I was wild, man. I was like, you know, just trying to kick it with girls, single, like fresh to a city, so. Like I'm letting like shorties pull up and shit, and like yo, shorties would like hit me in the DMs, like yo. I want to come see you. Like, man, I, you know, hey, man, I kept it P, man. Like, I ain't never buy a, a flight not once. Mm. So I'm like, yo, if a shorty's willing to buy on a flight, like, fuck it, I'll let her come. Like, whatever. So I'm looking on the grand, she looks straight, but like, you know, shorties will fly themselves out. So mm. Like, come kick it. And like, they get to the crib and it's like, it's not what it is. But then like, yeah, there's one shorty, like, bro, she like took videos of me type shit in the crib. Ain't no fucking Like, sneaking videos and shit or whatever. Oh. And like, bro, I'm, I was a young, I was a young man. I learned my lesson from doing like little dumb shit like this, you know. Because that's then, inevitable, though. But it's inevitable. And then, like a year later, like trying to post the the shit to TikTok and like she posted it a year later, bro. A year, yes, like. Wait, she, so no, nah, that's crazy. You take phones now, or you put them. What you do now? You put them in the back. I got a shorty, man. I'm like, damn, they're married right now. Oh, you're married. Oh, no, damn near. But like, bro, waiting, <laughs> but waiting until <laughs> a year though is yeah, crazy. Yeah, waiting until like a motherfucker started like doing his world, doing his yeah. thing yeah. and be like, oh, I had him so and so doing this. Like, bro, I'm a nice guy. Like, bro, like I'm a real, I'm really just a nice guy at my heart. So like, even when these shorties pull up and be on bullshit, like, I would just like let them enjoy their trip. Like, I wouldn't be like. You know, I'm not an ass. I'm like, 
kicking nobody out, like going yeah. crazy. So like, yeah. I just stopped talking. So to you them. got caffeine? Yeah. Like, would you, would you, you continue the rest of the night, or you just ended it? <laughs> I mean, you kind of just like, bro. I mean, <laughs> one day, right. one day he, said he, he said he was a nice guy. So, <laughs> bro, which is unfortunate. Is like. I stopped letting girl first. I stopped letting them. They, they're not gonna fly themselves out. I'm not like letting no shorty be stuck in my crib no more. So like, that stopped after that happened. Uh, uh. So like, no more like they're coming over and like, oh, I'm gonna be here for a couple of days because, bro, after a day like, if you ain't vibing, you don't want to be stuck for like three more days of like, hey, yeah. she gotta be here. So yeah, facts. She a cat said she not vibing. And not vibing. It's just that's, wanted, that's but, bad morals though. Like on her part. You know, it is what it she is. It's also on me. It's all, but it's, no, 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 no. She must know she, she it's on me. Know. It's on me, though. It is on you. It's on me, day, bro. Like, you should have FaceTimed her. I'm, I'm like, her too. I'm wilding. I'm like, you know, not doing my due diligence. I'm letting you like, you know, first of all, bro, that's like no young man, bro. If you a it young is. man, it's almost fraudulent. This for all the guys out there. If you a young man getting money, bro, and like you become like a catch some of these women, they want to come pull up on your shit, bro, just get the hotel. Don't let no shorty come to the crib. Don't let no friends come to the crib. Don't let nobody come to where you bl- lay your head. Why at. are you nodding your head? Will he, like, will he nodded his head? Yes. That's nuts. Yo, why it's are fucking you saying? Insane. Damn. I you know. had no random in this house. Don't, yo, don't let no random shorties come to the crib, bro. Trust what in me. What the fuck is this? The cap that happens on this podcast is what astronomical. Now, we got to be honest on the podcast, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. But if you have, bro, look. You take him to a hotel every time? I don't do that no more. I, no, I got a, I got a shorty now, but oh, like I said before, so this is like a community house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, I would suggest like, yo, just get the hotel because I mean, bro, you just can't trust nobody nowadays, man. Like, you just That's gotta really true. just yeah, be right. careful with like who's coming to your crib that don't know you, especially if you a young dude like already getting to it. You got money, you can see that. Like, you can see this dude doing nice shit. Like, yeah. right, just protect yourself, man, and like don't bring nobody to the crib unless they like real family. Yeah. Even for friends, like other homies, like don't let your homie bring his homie to the crib if you don't know him. Type mm. shit, like that's such a like, good. Hey, say that one more time. Say that one more time. Say, say it more louder time. too. Why are you looking at me? No, say it. Please say that one more time. Please, please. Bro, y'all oh, Uber driver come to the crib. How about that? Oh my god, oh. y'all letting randoms in the whoa, crib, bro. Whoa. How about that? <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me. You want the Uber you, driver in the no, crib, bro? No, no, no. I don't know why you're looking at me. You bring thousands of people to the house, and two people that left the house cited it as the main reason why they left. Wait, what? Say it again. Said two people that left the house uh, that used to live here cited oh, yeah, it as yeah, the main yeah. reason why oh, they left. Yeah. No, it's not. One of them is in the room. <laughs> One of them is downstairs. <laughs> oh, Yo, it's man. just a safety thing, man. Like, it's a safety thing. It's get, like a peace of mind thing. Yeah, peace of mind. Like, bro, you, yeah. lay, you lay your head there. That's where you're most vulnerable. That's where you sleep. That's where your peace is at. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't let nobody come in there and fuck the energy up. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Just, just chill, man. So like, you, you yeah. can have your vibes at your home. We're nah, the home is that, so man. sacred, bro. The home yeah. is such a sacred place. Super like, trust sacred. me, you gotta. That's why. When, when like you're young, though, it's like, no. Now I got freedom. I'm bringing all the girls over because I couldn't do it at my mama crib. I mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. bro, trust mm-hmm. me, man. Just be careful, bro. That's like, such a good point. Yeah. It is. It sounds like some pops ass. Like, get some dad advice no, and shit. Like, I think oh, a lot of people. It don't sound like the cool thing to say, bro. A lot of people need to hear that, though. Trust me, bro. When you come home after a long day and it's just like. Trust me, bro. Bullshit in the kitchen and like, bro. I got like, you know, but I just know that from living in the ville, bro, and cutting out my garage and like getting my garage, my my shit broken into, and like people stealing my rims and shit. Like, yeah, I don't speak through nothing unless I got experience through it. Like that'll happen, bro. Like, fucking stole my goddamn twenty two inch fucking chrome rims, bro. Some twenty two like that my shit. It stole the whole fucking set, bro. (laughs) Had time in my backyard. 
I hey, I got my house stolen too, so I try to t- explain to people that. Yeah, bro, that shit ain't no joke, just, man. Yeah. People out here hungry, just, bro. I ain't really testing nobody with, with my shit, bro. Like, yeah. like, the crib is sacred, man. You gotta be careful. Yeah, I think some people just don't really thoroughly understand. That and it's part. like, you know, yeah. maybe one day they'll understand, but that's a good lesson to learn, though. That's yeah. a good lesson. Bro, invest in security. Me? I'm not. I'm looking at. I don't know why he said that. It couldn't really, be me. Like, I'm a, slightly both of y'all, but no, you're you're ridiculous. Slightly. You're I'm ridiculous. Like one or two people. We'll leave, you're ridiculous. We'll leave. We'll leave this. Only, there's only one story time in this household. It's on the internet. No, no, no there's, there's only one that we can so, legally this, tell. There's worse. It's only one that we can legally tell. <laughs> nah, you bugging. <laughs> what? <laughs> only one person caused commotion in this room. Well, there's only that one is, that we can legally that is so tell. So not true. It's and I got so one not, person that came. No, please stop. Please stop. Please stop. It's not for me. Y'all got legal. Y'all got legal situation, man. Nah, you're willing. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's please. <laughs> that, is, that is crazy. Oh, if we be mad honest right now, oh, the please. person who bring the most random people to the house is behind that desk. Mm. Oh, this is for everybody in this room. Let's be clear. This, 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 this is for everybody in this yeah, room. I might just have to get it like a. I'm, I, I think I, yeah, I might just have to get my spot like in closer to the city, man. Just to be alone, man. To have my peace of mind. Oh, you also need to shut up because I, I heard some stuff with you, kid, what this nigga's referring to right now. It's crazy. Oh, no, no, no. I'm the least offender in this house. I know, but I've I bring like the same that. person over. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what is your 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 favorite moment in terms of creating content? Like your favorite video that you ever produced, or like the favorite story that you ever told? It's only told to you, excuse me. Um, man, bro. I, I mean, my favorite. Like the pers- my personal favorite to me, which meant a lot, was interviewing Roger Goodell. Mm. That was like my favorite thing I did. Okay. Was I got to interview him for the NFL draft while I was in Vegas. That was my favorite because I got to really speak to somebody that like makes decisions mm-hmm. that impact the world and impact a lot of people's lives, like between NFL and football. Mm-hmm. So like somebody that withholds like that much power, I got to talk to him about some real ass shit. Mm-hmm. And like it meant a lot to me to be able to have that conversation because... That's why I feel like I was here in the first place. Mm-hmm. I didn't give him a haircut. We just sat down and talked. Okay. So, like, that showed a lot of, like, first it felt, it showed a lot of power in myself just being my own voice, like, withstanding, like, a great conversation with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. But then also not being scared to, like, look the dude in his face and be like, yo, what about this? How you going to change this? How you going to help these people do this? Like, it meant a lot to me to do so, mm-hmm. bro. Like, I'm so proud of that moment, you know, because I wanted to be respectful with those opportunities, yeah. Um. And when I speak for like when I have when I speak in those situations, I just want to think about how can I bring the most impact to like whoever needs it. Yeah. So I would do my due diligence. You know, before that interview, I called Killer Mike and like, Killer Mike helped me out with like, yo, this is what I would talk to you know, Roger Goodell about, man. Like if you if you're gonna take this opportunity to have this conversation because it doesn't happen often. Yeah. It's not like this dude is getting interviewed by everybody everywhere. Yeah. So like the fact that I had the opportunity to do so. I wanted to be respectful and make sure I made the most out of that situation. So I just wanted to be prepared and make sure that I, I, I knew I went in there with the right amount of information about what's really happening. Because mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest NFL fan, nor am I the biggest politic fan. It's not that I want to get into either of those. I just want to make sure that if I'm going to be the guy that is stepping to the plate when it's something that needs to be talked about, then I'm prepared as a journalist to do that's so. Good, so. I'm, yeah. And Killer Mike is a fantastic person as advice for him. That's, that's, my, that's my guy, bro. I love that man, man. He, uh, you know... Bro, teaching me so much, man. You know, always, always got my best interests out for him. Right. Um, it's always been showing me love since I came to the city, man, before I really even started doing my thing. So, mm-hmm. shout out to Killer Mike. But, you know, like that moment, bro, that piece of content. Yeah. Um, I, I remember 
Sorry to cut you off. I had a fire ass idea. Next time you like, you should shine someone's head like a bald person. Shine it while they tell you a story because it's not cutting those. I've hair. cut some bald people. I don't. I want to say I shine it, but I've yeah, cut some shine bald. Shine the folk. head like Jeff Bezos. Shine that nigga's head, man. I I would Jeff Bezos. I, I made that happen, bro. Yeah, because that'd be a great combo. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. You could talk about so much, but anyway. Yeah, I'm it. actually, but I actually fuck I with Jeff Bezos. You got a documentary on PBS, but that's like really eye opening. PBS? Yeah. Is that like a streaming platform? It's like the Amazon Amazon documentary. Publix, PBS, Prime Video. Publix Broadcasting System. Let me I know, make but sure that's I got a TV the right channel, network. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah bro, oh. y'all got to watch. I recommend y'all, bro, just as like. Nigga, stop looking at me like I. Like there's HBO and there's HBO Max, a streaming service, right? Yeah, when you say that, but I keep what's PBS? PBS the TV channel. I forgot you're Canadian. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Is there is there a streaming service called PBS? No, no. no. Like a TV it's, show. Like somebody says PBS. 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 Oh, so how do I watch it though? If I just have to wait for a cable. rerun. It's on YouTube. Cable. It's on YouTube. Yeah, I watch it. Oh, on YouTube. see, there's my answer. The Amazon documentary. I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. PBS Frontline. It's a PBS. I like Frontline. learning from like uh, ultra successful people, like. I was fascinated when Bill Gates was talking about how his main priority right now is like maintaining his like health of his mind. Like he doesn't want his mind to rot as he gets older. That, I thought like that was J- fascinating. Jay Z said that he spends most of his money on his health. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying earlier. Like if you don't got health, you just can't make more money. What do you mean health? Like you your mean? body, your health, like your like, like everything, food intake, like food intake, like going body. to the doctor, getting checked up, working out, living like a good lifestyle, like and taking mental breaks when you need them. Like your met your health, bro. That's like if you can't, if you don't got that, everything else stops. It don't matter how hard yeah, you work. You seen P Diddy recently? Like he look tired. He look work. I haven't seen him, but he he, he look he goes from looking work to looking clean. Yeah, up. which like is goes back kind of odd, but yeah, <laughs> kind of it is kind of. He's kind of odd, but bro. One day, bro. One day you're gonna wake up, bro, and you're gonna have so much work. Like you're gonna have so much to fucking do one day when you wake up. So it's like if you. You want to manage yourself when you, when you get to that point that you're ready for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like one day you're gonna wake up, bro, and it'll be like every day there's like ten things you gotta tend to and do. Like right mm-hmm. now, maybe fun. Like we grinding, you know, knocking shit out. But, bro, that grind that you pray for, that busyness that you pray for, those opportunities they're gonna come one day, bro. You just gotta be ready to balance them. That's a fact. Man, this is a good ass fucking interview, bro. No cap, bro. I appreciate I'm so that, happy man. Metric, no cap. Man, likewise, for yeah, sure, for sure. Uh, any any final words? Anything that's next you got in the, in the pipe? Dreams if you want to let people know about uh, I mean Nah man I mean like anything next Like I mean I finally got my brand Dropping well within the next year uh, I can't drop like the name of them but Yeah everything like just like my Brand you know like I'm a, I'm a person so Like if, as far as like branding or creating something It's all based off you yeah like Not based off my name but you know like Nipsey Hustle didn't sell Nipsey Hustle Hoodies he saw like the marathon yeah. Like everybody's got like that thing for him So I finally been working on what that is for me, mm-hmm. so I'm building that, and like that'll be hopefully be here before the year ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also building the school in California prisons uh, in Valley State Prison right now, so that's in progress. Cool. And then we got tons of shit that I'll tell you about off camera that we got coming. But um, I'm just gonna keep trying to inspire folk, keep mm-hmm. having conversations that matter, keep bringing up shit that I feel like people should be hearing. And then you know I hope that God take care of the rest of that. But you know tons of shit on the way for sure, for sure. Again. Nice meeting you. Nice for sure. Dead ass. Yeah, likewise, bro. I appreciate Thank y'all having you, me, man. I was, sure. was lost. I was listening to workout videos, motivational videos. When you came in, I was working out yesterday. Like, I just mm-hmm. put them on in the car. It's hard. I'm feeling down or I don't feel like working or discipline kind of fade. You just put it on and it kind of, like, give you that hunger again. Let you know, like, everybody yeah. in worse situations or maybe e- Everybody got to find an inspiration somewhere, man. Some yeah. might like to watch the videos. Some might like to read. Whatever it is, like, find something that, like, makes you really feel good, you know, about Facts. yourself. Mm-hmm. Agent, in front of words? 
Uh, oh yeah, well shoot, I just do just want to say where I love everything that y'all built as like a team for AP. Like I've been watching for the last couple of years, bro. No, thanks, Yo, man. My little brother is like he's eighteen. Fucking loves y'all. Loves watching y'all streams. Everything y'all do. So it's dope that like we got to do this together. Shout to Kai, ninety k. Yeah, shout out to Kai, ninety. Yeah. When? Yesterday. Yeah, bro. It's three days Yeah. Oh, he's about to hit hundred. He he's on that speed shit right now, bro. Million. Yeah, it's like over there, ten thousand a day. So yeah, y'all, y'all are motivating, bro. Y'all are changing. Y'all are changing the shit. Like y'all keep going, man. This shit is awesome. Yeah, that's tough. That's crazy. For sure. Uh yeah, do you, if you do you have fun? <laughs> you were just like Sorry, I just got some good news on my phone. Um Let me check my phone. Let's see if I got some. You got any good news on your phone? <laughs> no, I just got nah, I don't have no final words, phone. man. No. Hey yo, thank y'all again for watching another episode of Peer to Peer Podcast. Yo, make sure y'all click the uh, membership button so y'all can get more <laughs> exclusive content. And until next time, we'll see you all later. Peace. Later.